RSN Carnival 2. RSN 927's got your ticket out of winter. The ultimate Darwin adventure competition is back. You and a friend could be heading north for the Great Northern Darwin Cup Carnival. The prize is worth over six grand, including tickets to the Qantas Gala Ball and access to the exclusive atrium. The Great Northern Darwin Cup Day. Keep listening for the Darwin code words every weekday. Then get your name in the drawer. Look for the ultimate Darwin adventure at rsn.net.au. Breeding prospects like never before at the Magic Millions National Broodmare Sale. May 28 to 31 on the Gold Coast. The biggest and best lineup of Reese Phillies, Broodmares and Stallion prospects in the Southern Hemisphere with over 1,100 lots. Graduates include the dance of recent stars Wings, Sadran Elaine, Trapeze Artist and Angel of Truth. This year, including over 200 black-type fillies and mares from two-year-old stakes performers to group one producers. See the catalogue now at magicmillions.com.au. Inside Racing, the official magazine of Racing Victoria and Australia's best monthly racing information source. Inside the May issue, a sensational cover story on Winks. Stephen Howe looks back at her fabulous four Cox Plate wins. There are tributes to Trevor McKee, Mick Burles, John McNair and the mighty Redoute's Choice. As well as a review of the Sydney Easter yearling sale and a wrap of the new season's race dates. Plus the industry section for trainers and jockeys. Subscribe to Inside Racing. Call customer first 1300 139 401 for advertising 1300 783 111. G'day, can I get you anything? Um, yeah, another beer, thank you. Yep. Stop. Right, sir, the result of the preliminary breath test indicates that your breath contains alcohol. I now require you to accompany me to a testing vehicle for the... Police are out to make sure you think twice about how you drive. So before you drive after having a few drinks, think of them. Towards zero... WorkSafe's advisory service is now open longer. To report an incident or ask advice, call 1-800-136-089, 7.30am till 6.30pm, Monday to Friday. For the big game this weekend, here's where to meet up. The Mail Exchange Hotel, five minutes walk from Marvel Stadium. Ales, wine, superb food and tap terminals. The Mail Exchange Hotel, it's where the footy fans meet up. Corner Burke and Spencer Streets, City, opposite the steps at Southern Cross Station. If you love the caravan lifestyle, you want to keep your camper, pop-top or caravan in top condition. So head to the Bayswater Jayco Service Division. The workshop team are experts in servicing and repairs, including warranty and insurance work. And they can fit your new Bayswater Jayco accessories too. Why not book in for a service today and be ready for the road with Bayswater Jayco. Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater and at bayswaterjayco.com.au. Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum on the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum, taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. You haven't seen great end of financial year deals like Ford's High Vis Value. Now available on selected SUV models at participating dealers before June 30. See Ford.com.au for details. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. 
Your support is vital. Donate now at ALNF.org. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au RSN Carnival 2. It's women's Aussie rules are doing what they love. They're fast, they're tough, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the match? It's the call of the game. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. On RSN Carnival. It's the Indeed it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival Digital Radio. That's RSN Carnival 2 out of the choices that you have on digital radio via WARFradio.com and via the official VFL app. Welcome to Skybar Stadium in Frankston. It's round three of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition as we bring you the Southern Saints versus Carlton. A glorious day here in Frankston despite the breeze coming off the bay. The sun is shining a lot drier than it was last night at VU Witten Oval and what is, comes before us is an intriguing counter between the Saints and the Blues. Calling alongside myself in today's game it's great to have back again our lead caller here at RSN Carnival the one and only Matthew Cox. Thank you very much Pete. Uh, I'm glad I didn't get as waterlogged as what you did last night um, nice and dry at home uh, <laughs> listening into the call um, but I wouldn't quite say glorious here at Skybus Stadium Well compared to last night <laughs> <laughs> and compared to other times where I've been here, but um, looking at the, the bay at the moment, there's a lot of white caps out there, which means there's going to be a fairly strong wind blowing to the right of our broadcast position uh, this morning. But apart from that, ground looks in good nick and the sun's shining, so we'll make the most of it. Also joining us today as our match analyst for this broadcast, it's great to have back in once again from the Homesland uh, Sports Degree Media Course, Elise Collette. Elise, how are you? Hey. Good, Pete. Thanks for having me. It should be a good game today. Great to have you back. And, of course, you're repping the Melbourne colours as well. No biased here in this commentary box. <laughs> been biased constantly in this broadcast box. We've had Kiwi with GWS. Now, now at least with Demons. I should have bought my Essendon jacket, although we won't talk about last night. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, our assistance was, we'll just go into hiding. And, you know, <laughs> was it one goal for nearly three quarters? Bad, something like that. It was just absolutely shocking. Bad day all round with three losses yesterday. But let's move on. Indeed. And the one thing that we want to talk about before we obviously go into game by game, Coxie, just a brief overview, first of all, of this Round 3 clash and some of the big names they're going to be in for today's game. Yeah, definitely, as I uh, have a look around at the team list today for the Southern Saints. Really looking forward to seeing a couple of players. Telly Lucas Rod comes into this St Kilda or Southern Saints lineup for today's match, so that's going to add some depth in the midfield from them. Really looking to, forward to seeing Frankie Hocking again was uh, prominent for them in Round 1 when they faced Colin in that standalone game at Moorabbin. Really a a central presence inside Defensive 50. Caitlin Greiser as well. Looking forward to seeing what she can produce on the list today for the Southern Saints. And if I flick across to the other side of the page for Carlton, 
Abby McKay's back in the lineup, which is uh, fantastic to see. Both Hosking sisters are named. Brianne Moody's in the side. Nicholas Stevens is in the side. Nat Plain's in the side. Nia Ray Clifford is in the Collingwood lineup after coming across from Geelong's program and, of course, being drafted to Fremantle for the next season of the AFLW. She's spending the winter with the Carlton Blues by the looks of things. So there's a lot of talent that we're going to see today that's had AFLW experience or many seasons in the VFLW. Yeah, very true. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how much that plays a how much that plays a role in today's game. And we've also got a couple of twins that are selected in uh, the lineup as well. Obviously, we've got Sarah and Jess Hosking, and they're incredibly hard to tell. And I'm not looking forward to calling them in this uh, glare that we've currently got over uh, Skybus <laughs> Stadium because they usually have their hair done in the same position. They wear ten and eleven, so similar numbers. Um, the, the only difference last year at least when uh, we called Carlton was their boot colours and a little bit of strapping uh, around the knee that was the only difference add to that today we've got Gemma Wright and Sarah Wright they're wearing 55 and 56 (laughs) just to make it uh, a commentator's dream I think you would call it To add, to add a, um, an extra element of difficulty for you? Yes, so uh, we look forward to trying to explain uh, how the, uh, the <laughs> which players it is, and we apologise if we get confused and muddled up throughout the call today. But fairly strong lineup selected for both the Southern Saints and Carlton for this round three match here at Skybus Stadium in Frankston. If we take a look at the round so far yesterday, there were plenty of games uh, that were completed and we head down to GMHBA Stadium where Collingwood racked up their second wind of the season against Geelong 22 to 15 the thing there is that what is it a month ago now when uh, I saw Collingwood play the Southern Saints at Moorabbin I thought Collingwood were going to be in for a very tough year they had eight debuts I think that day they've been injury rattled for the VFLW season pre-season I should say um so struggled in that game, and I thought, geez, it's going to be a long year for the minor premiers of 2018. But they've really come on strong with two defeats to the last year's grand finalists, smacking Hawthorne last week and now getting over the line against the Cats down at Kidinia Park. Yeah, that's very true. And they've still got uh, a few key players to come back in the next couple of weeks. I believe Chloe Malloy's coming back next week. And so they'll just be able to build from there and may not be such a long year after all. It's going to be uh, fascinating to see how Chloe Malloy comes back into the side. She's had a very long layoff with a leg injury that she sustained and I think it was the preliminary final last year in the VFLW. So gearing up for her first game, it's uh, saw the, the tweet during the week. Round four was uh, the year mark, so we hope, that, fingers crossed, that there's no uh, no hiccups during the week and she does make the park next week for Collingwood, which they play the Northern Territory Thunder at Victoria Park at 2 o'clock next Saturday. So uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing her back in the lineup for that game. Also yesterday at Bill Laurie Oval, we had Hawthorne 61 defeating the Darwin Falcons 19. The first win of the season for the Hawks after... Uh, not a dismal uh, few rounds, but rounds where the first two weeks they would have thought they could have got victories. Yeah, um, saw them a couple of weeks ago against the NT Thunder and a um, couple of unlucky calls and a couple of mistakes uh, go against them and the result would have been very different. So good to see them finally getting on the board. 
also yesterday at the Swinburne Centre. I just also want to quickly thank our RSN Carnival listeners who've just joined us two minutes ago. Apologies, uh, the stream didn't quite refresh correctly at their end, but they have sorted it out. Of course, those who are listening through WARFradio.com have heard us right from the start. Okay, luckily... Dulcet tones of uh, myself, <laughs> Alison, Pete Holden here in the uh, commentary position today at Skybus Stadium. We're just having a recap of the round three results so far. As we've already mentioned, Collingwood and Geelong were victorious yesterday in the VFLW. As uh, sorry, Collingwood was victorious over Geelong. Hawthorne victorious over the Darabin Falcons. Richmond defeated Essendon at the Swinburne Centre, 58 to 21 in the Dreamtime game. The second time that those two sides have played in the curtain raiser to the big match at the. MCG last night. They also had the VFL men's there for the first time as well last night so it was great to see that they made a big occasion of that and the Tigers bouncing back after a loss last week in the Invitational Series game against GWS. Yeah, they, I've caught a little bit of that game yesterday. They did, they looked very strong and um, good to see Katie Brennan finally uh, back out on the park and she looked like, like her usual um, dominant self up forward. And of course the interesting thing to note, as she requested when she went to Richmond and why she left the Western Bulldogs, she wanted to run in the midfield and immediately started on the ball. So then I'd be curious to see how many games she actually plays during this winter season, given that she's had injuries the last couple of years, um, had a fairly solid Bulldogs campaign for the 2019 AFLW season. Didn't do anything to stand out that we know that she can. So I'd be curious to see how uh, the Tigers use her for the remainder of 2019 in their VFLW program. And then their game last night, Pete, where you got a little bit wet. Uh, <laughs> it was a tight affair, low-scoring, scrappy game at VU Witten Oval. The Bulldogs getting over the line 16-11. to it was an interesting uh, game because of what we knew beforehand with Scott Gowan's approach. He admitted he was going in with a slightly smaller side. They rested Garner and Bruton after great games in round two. He did admit on air after the round two game that they were hoping to take uh, two out of three in the first three games of the season. He goes, uh, if they get three, it's a bonus. But they were hoping for two out of three so they could experiment in one game. Because he says, as much as obviously they're going for the flag, it's a little bit about development as well and, and trying some game plans. So they went with a smaller forward line and that hurt them a little bit because they were trying to use Katie Angelus as the hit-up target. Angelus probably plays better more as a pocket or a second forward or a decoy forward, and it, it, she just lacked a, a tall to assist, and that allowed the Bulldogs' defence to drop back and virtually just cut her off at all occasions. So it was a very hard night for Katie Angelus, and uh, particularly for Melbourne Uni, they had a lot of the ball in the first quarter. They just kept pressing, they kept attacking, but again, because of that smaller forward line, they just couldn't hit targets and they couldn't get clear shots on goal, so they would have come away very frustrated with that loss, knowing at least for a quarter and a half, perhaps, that they were the dominant side, but they let the Bulldogs back into the game. And for the second week in a row, the Bulldogs have won in a very ugly fashion. But that, in a way, would please them because they haven't got their stars back yet and they've got two wins in the bank already. And another standout performance from the American Danny Marshall again. Well, interestingly enough, Marshall played very limited game time. They're hiding her. They are hiding... My mail is... My mail is... There we go. My mail is, when she was coming across from the US, played at Abafeldi, they were trying to hook her up with a VFL club. My mail is that she was originally meant to trial with the Saints. Ooh. And the Saints said thanks. Uh, for whatever reason, the Saints said thanks, but no thanks. Um, and she ended up, they ended up making contact with the Bulldogs. And she played limited game time. 
But when she did, she looked dangerous in the forward line and kicked two goals from one. I think, I can't remember if it was a mark or a free kick, but it was a set shot on a tight angle. Her unusual kicking style, but directly straight over the goal umpire's hat. And another one in very wet conditions was smart. Didn't pick up the ball, got out the back of the pack and socketed off the ground through for a goal. So she's got some good footy smarts. They play limited game time, less than the game that we saw against Williamstown. And my gut feeling is, because I heard the Bulldogs are taking one Irish woman. I heard it's already a lock. They just haven't announced the name. Out of the crosscoders, they've got one Irish woman in the bank. My feeling is, Danny Marshall, they're ready to put pen to paper with. So what? how long How long before that? Because she, she... I wouldn't say surprised us last week, but it's the best impact that I've seen from an international player coming into the Victorian State League. I, it just... Her versatility across the ground, she was forward, she was back, she was in the ruck, she was on the ball, she was doing everything. For a player that's never played at that level before, to slot straight in, um, and I know we've, we've obviously yeah. seen international players over our time, that, that was the best first game that I've seen anyone play. If they're holding her back, how long before it's made official? I would probably suggest... If not this week, now it actually would have to be next this week because I think it's early June, first weekend or second weekend of June. She returns home to uh, Arizona, so my feeling is if they're going to do it, and of course they want to put a lot of publicity about around her when they do it, it's probably got to be this week. Well, there you go. If uh, if it's not, come knocking to Peter Holden. I'll give you his uh, contact details later. Yeah, exactly. If the Bulldogs don't sign her, you know, lo- I love you, Debbie Lee, but <laughs> I'll have some very choice words in return going, hang on, you passed on what? Could, is there a potential that she could be picked up by another club? That is the reason I think they kept her very quiet. They didn't mention her in her match report last week. They finally gave up and mentioned her this week because she's kicked two goals again, so they had no choice but to mention her. Um... I think that's the reason why they kept it, they kept the name quiet to prevent another club just quickly sliding a piece of paper under her nose, going, "Hey, sign, we want you." <laughs> so that's um... and I think and, and you've got to consider as well because they had that cross coders camp, which Lauren Spark from the Bulldogs is involved with, is that I think they were kind of didn't want to put all their eggs in one basket. They just wanted to make sure that just in case there was absolute two gun standouts at the cross coders that they don't go, "Okay, we just want to weigh up how many Irish women we're going to take, one or the two and therefore does Danny slot into those plans? Because if they sign Danny and then find out, oh, look, there's four or five great Irish women here, and then you go, oops, we can only take one because we just signed our rookie spot. So they're just doing a little bit of the juggling act. Yeah, but uh, I'd expect to see her. If it's not on the Bulldogs list, she definitely has to be on an AFLW list. And there's another reason to listen to WARF Radio because nothing gets away from us under our noses. Absolutely. We've got all the scoops, including including when we're chatting to Scott Gowans at um, VU Witten Oval. The correct pronunciation of the Irish woman that they signed in Maraid Shawiga. Who? Yeah, I know. And I'm she, not even going to attempt. And she goes, they just, she goes, they just call her the Big Show because they don't know how to pronounce her surname. I, unlike Brian Taylor, I actually asked someone, how do you pronounce it? From Ireland. And they said, oh, it's pronounced like this. Thank you. No, I'd still butcher it. I think I'll just go with the Big Show. Um, there is one other game occurring today in the uh, VFLW, and it is down at Oval. The Williamstown Seagulls are taking on the Casey Demons. That game getting underway at 
11.30 this morning, so not too far away. And that, and that concludes, along with our game, our match of broadcast today at Skybus Stadium, the Southern Saints taking on Carlton. Uh, that concludes round three of the competition. Of course, no GWS now for a few weeks with their Invitational Series. I think that resumes the 23rd? Uh, 23rd, 24th of June, June. that weekend. It's a standalone game on that weekend against Melbourne Uni at Main Oval. So that'll be uh, interesting to watch. And then they've got a, two other games as well later in the season. The Northern Territory Thunder had the bye this week as well. And, of course, the NT Thunder we will have next week, next Saturday, 1 o'clock from Victoria Park when they take on the Magpies. That should be a cracking game, if it's anything like last year's. And we might, as uh, we just alluded to before, uh, see Chloe Malloy return to the park as well. From the list Frank injury. If she doesn't, she always has a spot available for her in this commentary position. (laughs) If she can, just to sit back for the afternoon. (laughs) Enjoy the sights of Victoria Park. Can you enjoy the sights of Victoria Park? (laughs) Enjoy modern dentistry at Victoria Park. We'll take this opportunity to take a quick break here on RS RSN Carnival Digital Radio. Uh, that is RSN Carnival 2. You have the choice of one or two. The midweek show's on one. And of course, our live coverage on two. And, of course, by WARFradio.com. We'll be back right after this. Pre-game for leaguetees.com.au. Your club, Craigie Burns Sporting Club. The Sporty is now your prime function venue. The breathtaking new function room is now open. Already it's hosted wedding receptions, engagement parties, christenings, birthdays and seminars. Up to 300 guests. And the reviews have been awesome. Why not make an appointment with the Sporty Function team to plan your special occasion? Craigie Burns' best functions are now happening at the Sporty. Craigie Burns Sporting Club. Find out more at craigieburnsc.com.au. Inside Racing, the official magazine of Racing Victoria and Australia's best monthly racing information source. Inside the May issue, a sensational cover story on Winx. Stephen Howe looks back at her fabulous four Cox Plate wins. There are tributes to Trevor McKee, Mick Burles, John McNair and the mighty Redoute's Choice. As well as a review of the Sydney Easter yearling sale and a wrap of the new season's race dates. Plus the industry section for trainers and jockeys. Subscribe to Inside Racing. Call customer first 1300 139 401 for advertising 1300 783 Lexus is now open in Berwick. You're invited to take advantage of exceptional offers during Lexus of Berwick's end of financial year event. Visit lexusofberwick.com.au, LMCT 11834. When it's time to grow your small business, a loan from OnDeck can get you on your way. OnDeck Group are the small business loan specialists with over 10 billion US dollars already lent to 80,000 small businesses globally. OnDeck say yes to small business. The application can be completed in minutes, approved in hours, and you could have the funds in your account as early as the next business day. So if it's time to grow your small business, apply now at ondeck.com.au. All loans are subject to lender approval. When footy's done and dusted, the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Cuse and Adam White deliver the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10, and then on podcast. There's jumpers, hoodies, and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au. 
The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley's slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. RSN Carnival 2. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. And welcome back to Skybar Stadium in Frankston on the VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2. Peter Holden, Matthew Cox, Elise Collett with you and our very special guest joining us for the first time before she heads out there as assistant coach at the Southern Saints looking after the back line. It's great to have Georgia Walker. Georgia, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. This is your first full year in a coaching role. How does it feel now to be carrying around the clipboard? Uh, it's a bit different. Not used to it. I've done coaching before, but nothing like this. There's a bit uh, bit more pressure, I guess. But um, no, it's been fun. It's a good challenge, learning a lot about footy and about the game itself. But sitting on the sidelines and watching, it's been fun. For those out there that may not know your story, you, yeah. you've suffered a few injuries, which means you've, you've retired essentially from footy. Yeah. The transition from being competitive in that nature of going on to the park to yeah. now the coaching role, how have you found it? Uh, tr- mentally, it was a lot tougher than what I had expected. Uh, jumping straight from play and being captain of the girls to then literally not having anything to do with the inside of the group to then, yeah, jumping on the outside. It was very different, very tough, but the transition to then, like I said, I'd done some coaching roles before, so sitting on the sidelines to watch, it was difficult, but I think as well being only 20 and then coaching girls, you know, who are 27, 30, got AFLW girls coming down, like Kat Phillips and Tilly Lucas Rod, it's kind of like been intimidating because it's like why am I telling you the right thing should I just be letting you do your thing but yeah so it's uh told me a lot just about trusting myself and uh just the way I speak to girl, the girls as well in a coaching position has been yeah have you, have, you, have you got a mentor or someone that's really helping guide and make it that a little smoother? Yeah, so I've um, been paired up with uh, Nathan Burke. So he was uh, did a bit of the mids work and stuff. So he's not usually at our games to do his other commentating stuff. But, yeah, so old trainings, he's been guiding me and helping with a lot of that. And as well with Peter as well. She's been ace and supporting me. And uh, we've got a really good relationship. So, yeah, both of those have been awesome mentors this year. It seems to be very much that Peter's taking on the teacher's role with the whole coaching yeah. stuff. I and mean, we saw as we were setting up today behind, she's taken the, yourself and the two other yeah. line coaches aside, almost challenging you in asking questions about how you're going to prepare today. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the only way you're going to learn as a coach. Someone's experienced and as successful as her. Um, you know, I'm still very new to coaching. And at this type of level, she's been there, done that with the men's and so self with uh, Tony and Dale with the forwards and the mids. It's uh, yeah, we're all still learning. We're all still fresh coaches, and you know, it's the only way we're going to get better. So it's awesome. What's the approach to the 2019 season? It's different to last year, given you're now aiming for that AFLW program. How yeah. has that changed in the last six months? I think because uh, we last year was more about uh, creating a name for ourselves, I guess, and just trying to create a culture and you know, just a good. Uh, you know, foreground, I guess, a base for us to start building. And now, you know, you, we're looking to create an AFLW side from this VFL girl. So a lot, a lot of hard work goes to development and the behind the scenes of getting the girls getting to extra touch pre, post, even, you know, during the week at training. So I think we're just trying to get the girls to their 
best level of football and bringing good girls as well that are going to help you know get us to where we want to be. Yeah. Is the approach, I suppose, similar to a Geelong school from last year of be as competitive as you can, get the structures and set up right yeah. to make a grand final potentially come the end of the year, or is it yeah. more that development's focus of the individuals and trying to get them as versatile as possible yeah. to be able to th- be thrown into different situations? Uh, I think personally, if you're not coming into a season and not looking to take you know, being a grand final, it's, um, you know, be a little bit silly. But I think we've been able to find the right balance. We want to develop the girls and that's our main focus. But also we're here to have a crack. That's uh, probably something that Pete says a lot to the girls, just have a crack. And I think if we can get that the best out of the girls on game day, we're following the structures and the system right, then, you know, hopefully we can get there. Despite the end result, was the game against the NT Thunder, at least for the off-field staff, a good trial run to prepare you for AFLW? We don't know what conference you're going to be in yet. Yeah. But, for example, if you've got to travel to Fremantle, if you've got to travel up to Queensland, about eight obviously coping with the heat, but B, all the timing and preparation of how early do we want to get the side up there, getting everyone um, ready as soon as they come off the plane, warm down, etc. And obviously turnaround time by the time you pack up come here and when you re-begin your training back in Victoria yeah oh absolutely and I think we've got uh, a lot of new girls to football as well who had never traveled interstate mm. so I think just realizing you don't get a lot of your personal space you don't get your own time that you would when you're playing home you know you have a few hours in the car to yourself or whatever when you're traveling but there you're constantly in this bubble of a house or the hotel you're staying at with the girls and I think that was a massive learning experience and uh, a mental challenge for the girls as well yeah you're talking before about the experienced campaigners, one who hasn't played AFLW yet, but has been around footy for a while, particularly in the AFL Sydney competition, and trained with the Giants as their train-on squad is Frankie Hocking. Yeah. You're actually looking after as a, a defensive coach. How's it been like trying to expand her knowledge about the defensive game? Because when she came last year second in the league, best and fairest in Sydney, she was actually a centre-half forward. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's been awesome. She's so coachable and she just wants to learn. You know, it was a massive move for her to move states, to follow and pursue football. So that was really tough on her and she's just been thriving. Each week she's getting better. She just absorbs it. You tell her to, you know, jump and she says how high, basically. She's a, that's the type of player she is. And, uh, you know, she's working hard on her skills and her kicking's come a long way and that's going to be a massive turning point for her in her game. But, um, no, she's been incredible, really incredible. You've also got a couple of AFLW talent coming back into the side today. Tilly Lucas, Rod, uh, playing against her old side, uh, conveniently. Um, And you've also got Kate Shearlaw coming back in as well. How have they settled into the program after making the transition? Oh, so easy. Uh, Tilly probably only joined us... um a month or so ago and so she just slotted straight in she's played with a few of the girls before in your local and your div one and yeah she's she's an incredible person a great character and awesome for the girls and someone like Kate she's her experience her leadership she's taken a lot of the younger girls under her wing and they've just slid it, slotted straight in sorry and yeah made it made us better which is great we talk about Irish recruits you've actually got one who's been in Australia for a couple of years now Clara Fitzpatrick yeah. originally Diamond Creek played at Melbourne Uni last year yeah. now with you um, what will be her role besides when she's in the ruck. Are you going to have a dropping forward or dropping back? Uh, she's a very good defensive player. She's, uh, for someone who's quite fresh to football, she's an incredible read of the play and really good hands uh, above the head. So we're try- yeah, trying to teach her that defensive role and she's been, play- she's been coming a long way. Yeah, getting there. Without giving too much away, what's the trend that you're hoping to see strengthen over the course of the season from that defensive area? Uh, just our, I think it's just our skills. If we can get the basics right, I think essentially the world's our oyster, as cheesy as it is. If you know we can get our kicking right and be really dangerous in breaking the lines and 
you know, hitting the short 45s or the switch, I think that's, yeah, as any coach of the defensive side, if your team is doing that, then that's a win, a big tick. Yeah. And finally, one last question before we let you go, Georgia. We are here at Skybus Stadium in Frankston. Did you catch yourself this morning as soon as you came to the ground just walking around going, yeah, I I lifted the Premiership Cup over the (laughs) Danny on string race? (laughs) Yeah, look, I do love this ground. I've been pretty successful back in the younger days at Stingrays. They're the only person that does love this ground. (laughs) (laughs) We like, at Saints, we like to call ourselves the windy side. So we do love playing here because Sandy's our other home game as uh, home ground as well. So yeah, I do love this game. If you can play it well, then, yeah, you're going to be competitive, that's for sure. Well, Georgia, thanks very much for joining us here on RSN Carnival 2. We wish you all the very best today looking after the defensive line at uh, the Southern Saints. And uh, fingers crossed that you do well in the coaching stage that thank Peter Searle says, let's come along for a ride to the AFL. <laughs> Touch wood. We'll see. Thanks for having me, guys. No, thank you, see Georgia. Ya. That's Georgia Walker there, the uh, defensive coach here with the Southern Saints here on RSN Carnival 2, digital radio by VFL app. And at WAIFradio.com and busily running off because we've kept her so long to help uh, look after her uh, defensive setup. But it is a uh, great uh, Coxie and Elise to, to, to see her, you know, smiling and enjoying the challenge of coaching because it could have been easily frustrating. Such a young age, she hasn't turned 21 yet. In fact, her 21st birthday is into December to go, oh my God, my career in football, so to speak, is over and done with before I really got going. It's, it's hard to imagine, isn't it? The, what you're striving for, as you said, she's played in the uh, premiership of the Dandenong Stingrays before it became officially an under-18 competition, um, whether it was more of an academy setup. Um, so she played in that. She was a talented footballer. We called her on occasions with Seaford. Yeah, yeah, and the nickname uh, Georgia Walker, Texas Ranger, when yes. she used to play at Seaford. Yeah. Where's that dump? Uh, not the dump button. Oh, the oh thank you very there. much. Yeah. 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 There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but to, to have had the... In- it's concussion-related. Um, so she's received a few head knocks over her journey, and it's, it's sad that she had to give the game away. She's obviously made the right call from her health perspective, which is the absolute priority. And it's great that she's still involved in football because she could have easily walked away. She could have been really disheartened um, with the fact that she can't play the the game that she loves and what she's wanted to do, what she's dreamt of doing. Um, So to still be involved in football, to see that she's still got a smile on her face and you can just sense the enthusiasm and enjoyment that she's got in in that brief conversation that we had with her. So um, I wish her all the best and hopefully she's around in the footy circles for many years to come. Absolutely. And you're talking about under-18s. We might actually use that as a good segue for a moment to talk about the under-18s because you were at Icon Park uh, yesterday to call for the official uh, NAB League stream alongside uh, Anth- a very panicked Anthony Stanget- Stangets, I'm told, trying to put everything together at the last moment. At a very impressive special comments performance from Tamara Hyatt, former St Kilda Shark forward, of course now uh, under-18s coach with the Sandringham Dragons. Yes, Gutsy, uh, <laughs> I think he needed about three people of him yesterday <laughs> running around Icon Park. I think he said he did three laps of, uh, of the stadium yesterday. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was an incredibly uh, good performance from the Northern Knights. Got to see a, a lot of the, the talent out on the park. Um, Jessica Fitzgerald was named best to field. The, the score in that game was 6-3-39. The Northern Knights defeating the Calder Cannons just the six behinds. It was actually a much more competitive game than what uh, the scoreboard suggests. Calder had a lot of the ball. They just couldn't execute it inside, attacking 50 they moved um, Georgie Prosparkas forward, of course, sister to Madison, and I'm not going to put it out there too hard, but I reckon she might be a little better than the uh, sister that just made her oh. debut with Carlton. Gosh. 
yeah, it's frightening. And she's still got two years. She's only 16. And, she's got and, two years to go in the NAB League system. And if you think about it, when Madison was coming along, and let's say she's 14 or 15, let's be honest, what was the standard of 14 and 15-year-olds around her at the time compared to her younger sister and the standard of 14, 15, 16-year-olds around her at this time? And I reckon that higher standard is pushing her even more at an earlier stage than it was for Madison. Well, you just have to look. For me yesterday, the biggest takeout was the strategy and the game plan that was being executed yesterday by both sides. We've caught a lot of women's footy over the years, Pete, and it's obviously getting stronger and stronger. But yesterday, most of those girls have been in that program now for the three seasons of the under-18 girls' competition. You've got to remember, it's only been three years. This was the first year they had preliminary finals. Um, so that competition is strengthening continuing to uh, to develop and so those girls now that are coming through have had a good three years um, obviously the 16, 17 year olds are gonna, going to have five years by the time that they're done plus whatever's coming through at the moment they're finally getting a full consistent run of the proper coaching um, learning the game, getting feedback on their skills the kicking yesterday was standout Georgia Patrikios um, is it Georgia or Georgie? I get the two mixed up um, but she, her yesterday, she'd collect the ball on halfback. The, her use by hand, her use by foot was fantastic. Jessica Fitzgerald, who, who won the best and fairest medal, racked up a lot of the footy, but her decision-making, she was lowering her vision. Years ago in the, the old VWFL, it was more about just get the ball forward, get the yeah, ball forward. Now it's much more thinking thoroughly through, making the great decisions, and it's fantastic that we're going to see that come through and it's scary to think that those players coming through, we've seen the impact Chloe Malloy and Madison Press-Parkers have had in the competition, Nina Morrison as well before her ACL issue they, they've come in and made an immediate impact and actually made some of the veterans look a little slow yeah. um, and old school which um, it was naturally going to happen with the more professional pathways that these girls are being exposed to but um, I'm looking forward to seeing these girls obviously through the championships and going into the draft and then next year in the AFLW because again it's just continuing to strengthen and get better What's um, one name that uh, fans should look out for heading into championships and the draft in October? The captain of the Northern Knights, Gabby Newton, was a little quiet yesterday, didn't have the uh, best of games, she's had a very good season um, as I said, skipper of the side, so she's one name. Brittany Gutnick uh, is another name to keep out for. She's a vice captain with the Northern Knights. Noel Morris-Dalton, uh, leading goal kicker from the Northern Knights, kicked three goals yesterday, provided a presence up forward. Um, so I'd be expecting those names to uh, receive uh, the, the draft call-up. Uh, uh, I think it was Ellie McKenzie, uh, sister to Tom McKenzie, who's been rookie drafted to North Melbourne, um, kicked... One goal, I think, and had a brilliant run down the outer wing. Fairly certain in the last quarter. Um, and, uh, we, in fact, on the call, I think we affectionately named it the McKenzie wing now. She took about <laughs> ten bounces, I think it was, between half back and half forward. Um, she Great use of speed. Um, again, very skillful as well, although that kick inside 50 didn't come off the way she would have liked. But um, they're definitely some names from the Northern Knights to keep an eye on. Obviously, Patrikios um, from the Calder Cannons, their skipper, great user of the footy, will definitely be drafted high. Um, and also, um, I mean, in a few years, Prisparkas as well. I mean, the, you keep an eye on her because she's, she's just going to keep getting better and better, and that's scary. 
The one thing that'll be interesting to see as the years go by and some of these uh, great under 18 start coming through is, and I was chatting off here to Hannah Mansi about this, was there's some great skill coming through in under 18s, great structure. No one's certainly questioning that. It's a case of how will, at least in the early years, because we're talking about having some good experienced players um, that have missed out so far on uh, playing AFLW. Um, Kathleen Rowe was one of those names, saying a back pocket player, nothing fancy, but a good head that's been around the game for ages, super thick, you know, knows how to handle women's football. How these girls that are transitioning to women's football accustomed to the mind games that can be played. And that's probably the one thing that the older players have over the younger players coming through. The older players may not be as quick, may not be as skillful, but they know the mind games. And we're chatting about a couple of players, and I'll, I'll mention the names that I brought up. I was talking about the likes of Katie Brennan, quality footballer, excellent footballer. But one or two players know that if you can get under her skin, if you can get her flustered and shove her around a bit and get her not thinking about the football, you can impact her. And there's one or two players like that that are star gun players, but the right person knows how to niggle her, knows how to push the buttons, they get flustered. I'll throw another one for you, Emma Carney, who got flustered in the final round last year when Mel Lucas was tagging her. Absolutely, because normally it's Emma does it to the opposition, and we were talking about how she did it once to Astro O'Connor, and Astro O'Connor quickly put her on her backside. (laughs) But as as I was chatting to Anna, and Anna goes... Yeah, but it threw Astor off, didn't it? And, but with with uh, Emma, and it, and it was the same in the AFLW when Brett Benici tagged her, and they got into that brawl on the boundary line, which nearly knocked over the Fox uh, footy uh, boundary rider, Sarah Ollie, that day, who was sitting on her plastic chair, and there, were, there went her chair, <laughs> RIP plastic chair. Um, when, when that happened, you could see that she didn't like, like Melnikus, didn't like Benici hanging around her hip to hip going... I'm going everywhere you're going. I'm going nowhere. You've got me all day today. It's a, it's going to be, as you said, it's part of natural footy. They're going to yeah. get that, that skill of being able to deal with it. Obviously, early on, any young players, they're going to get in their heads and throw them off. So yeah. that's to be expected. But that's where I think, I mean, Paddy Hill, uh, the Hawthorne coach, has been very strong on the, I suppose, the 20 to 25-year-old bracket yeah. and getting those opportunities, not just looking at your 18-year-olds. Because, yes, the 18-year-olds are coming through. They've got the access to the pathways. They've potentially got better skills now than some mm-hmm. of the older women in the, the competition. Um but the, the 20 to 25 bracket have had a sample of that. They haven't had it as long, but they've had some experience of that. They've obviously got some experience as well to be able to handle those situations and their match fit. That's why I'm surprised by Carlton's delisting of Shay Ortley. And as much as she's being used as a um, in-and-under type player to get the football, I reckon she should be more transferred over to a tagging role at this age. And I'd be the type of person going, right, Shay... If we're coming up against someone like an Olivia Purcell, for example, or a Nina Morrison, a young 18, 19-year-old in the midfield, you're the best, one of the best verbalers in the game. <laughs> you, you love the yap. And, and she knows how to tackle. She doesn't mind the rough stuff. It'd be like, Shay, I want you following them around everywhere. You know, I want you within smelling distance of them. Um, and if Shay... If you, I reckon if you could change Shay into that type of tagger, that would suit best because it would throw off those 18-year-olds and would essentially... Get them in the wrong position. And if they're being thrown off, on some occasions, by default, you actually throw off one or two of the senior players from the opposition because their natural thing is, if you think someone like a Malahiki, they're like a protector-type role. If they see someone young, their inclination is to go over and assist. Now, you could be throwing off two for the price of one by doing that. Yeah, you, you can. And the other additional add, the, the, the experience of them. Yes, okay, they... 
in terms of game structure, they're still obviously mm. coming in and out. But they know when it when it comes to the crunch, they know how to react on instinct and they know how to lead. And the best example in the recent uh, year was when Lauren Arnell came to play here with the Southern Saints in the oh, game yeah. that was actually here against the Muggers, oh, yeah, I think, last yeah. last season. She just organised that defensive setup brilliantly. They they zoned up um, and, and just were working. She was an on-field coach. She really. was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's where I think, as you alluded to, someone like a Shay Audley, who I think has gone on to play that role at Essendon now, mm. um, along with Cecilia McIntosh, another name that... Mm. Maybe the body was just starting to let yeah. go at that higher level, but still a very good player and still able to make good decisions out on the park. Um, that's the, the guidance, I think, role that's still required. I mean, you, you have to look at men's footy. Look what mm. Luke Hodges done yeah, up in Brisbane, yeah. as an example. Sam Mitchell, when he went across to West Coast. Who did it at GWS? There was someone, uh, names escaping me right now, but GWS had one or two that went up there. There were older players that said, let's just run around. Stevie J was one of them. Yeah. said, let's just go up there. We essentially, we might be able to get a little bit out of you as a footballer, but that's not our number one priority. Luke Power and Simon Black, I think think may have gone there yeah. late in their career as well. Um, so it, it's it's handy to have, especially if you've got a young list coming through. Yes, okay, they've got talent. That's that's great. And they've had the experience to um, to see, you know, different ways of game structures and all, and all that. But when it comes to the crunch and knowing when to go and reacting on that instinct, it's still required, which still plays a role for those more experienced players, even if they don't have the athleticism or the skill of the young crop coming through. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. You're listening to RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio, WARFradio.com. And on the official VFL app, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It's round three, the Southern Saints versus Carlton. We'll be back after this. Pre-game for leaguetees.com.au. You haven't seen great end of financial year deals like Ford's high-vis value. Now available on selected SUV models at participating dealers before June 30. See ford.com.au for details. The Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum. Of the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum, taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. RSN 927's got your ticket out of winter. The ultimate Darwin Adventure Competition is back. You and a friend could be heading north for the Great Northern Darwin Cup Carnival. The prize is worth over six grand, including tickets to the Qantas Gala Mall and access to the exclusive atrium. The Great Northern Darwin Cup Day. Keep listening for the Darwin code words every weekday. Then get your name in the drawer. Look for the ultimate Darwin Adventure at rsn.net.au. There's jumpers, hoodies, and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. 
leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. leaguetees.com.au Prospects like never before at the Magic Millions National Broodmare Sale, May 28 to 31 on the Gold Coast. The biggest and best lineup of Reese Billy's Broodmares and Stallion Prospects in the Southern Hemisphere with over 1,100 lots. Graduates include the dance of recent stars, Wings, Sadrana Lane, Trapeze Artist, and Angel of Truth. This year, including over 200 lifetime fillies and mares, from two year old stakes performers to Group One producers. See the catalogue now at magicmillions.com.au. Inside every edition of Winning Post. Great stories, expert previews and comprehensive form guides for race meetings right across the nation, right across the weekend. That's why Winning Post is Australia's top-selling racing paper. Grab your Winning Post at your newsagents every Friday. When footy's done and dusted, the Weekend Footy Wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Cuse and Adam White deliver the Weekend Footy Wrap, Monday mornings at 10 and then on podcast. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, 13,500 printer cartridges were collected every working day and they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden beds, even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. The verdict. The thing that stands out for me when you talk about Anthony Cummings is his want to throw seemingly outclassed horses into the deep end. And you sit there and you think, why is he running this thing? And invariably, they run very well. He oh, just has been three or four that have won at 100 to 1 plus over the years. And yeah. when they Top take five their place. And a half star in the Derby a few years ago. Yeah. Remember? The verdict. 9 till 10, Monday mornings. Part of Monday's Racing Pulse on RSN 927 for OTI Racing, where sport and lifestyle collide. Find out more at oti.com.au Or SN Carnival 2. VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio via 89.1 FM at the ground, online at WARFradio.com and on your mobile phone via the official VFL app. It's the Southern Saints and Carlton from Skybar Stadium. Peter Holden, Matthew Cox and Elise Collette with you in commentary. The Blues have won the toss. They'll be kicking to the right of your radio dial. That is, of course, uh, with the wind, kicking away from the bay here. Coolish conditions once the sun has popped behind the cloud as they get into position. Let's get some predictions. Elise Collette, who's going to win today and by how much? Going to go the Saints by three goals. 
You're on the Saints by three goals. Matthew Cox. Yeah, I think uh, the Southern Saints should be too strong. Was really impressed with them in round one against Collingwood. Expecting them to win, I'll go four goals. I'm going the Southern Saints by five points. The reason I think it'll be close is because the Blues are kicking with the wind in the first quarter. And if they can build a handy lead, I reckon we'll be on for a bit of a scrap and a fight in the final quarter. And the Blues will try and park the bus. Yes, we've seen that multiple occasions down here at Skybus Stadium. Ironic. Maybe it's a sky bus there uh, going to park. <laughs> well, we're just about ready to get underway here on our VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2. And to get us underway here at Skybus Stadium, here's your lead caller in Matthew Cox. It'd be hard to get around one of those big red double-decker buses that go down the uh, Tullamarine Freeway. Where's that dump button? As the uh, umpire gets us underway, first term action here at Skybus Stadium, the Blues... Get it to Mia Ray Clifford, lining up in the Carlton Guernsey. Not for the first time this year after crossing from the Cats. Being delisted by the Cats and signing with the Fremantle Dockers for the 2020 AFLW season. We get a secondary ball up in the middle. Tap one down by the Southern Saints. Hosking applying the tackle. It was uh, Sarah Hosking. Ball spills out the way of... The Southern Saints, Neves, dishes the handball to Catherine Phillips. High ball towards half forward is good. Mark taken by Kelly. Gives the handball off quickly to Phillips. Kick inside 50 is good. Mark taken by Tara Bahana. Loads up quickly, kicking into the breeze that's coming off Port Phillip Bay. She's hit the target. Mark taken by Kate Shelor in her first game in Saints Colours. Match analyst Elise Collette. Yeah, uh, Southern Saints have looked uh, very strong at the moment, and yeah, they have got uh, they're kicking against the wind, which is going to add an extra element of difficulty. So if they can convert here, it'll be a very handy start for them. A very tough kick. Have a look at the goalposts, great for radio, but they are swinging immensely as this kick goes to the right-hand side, fails to score out on the full. And so we just got an indication there. The breeze is slightly going towards the outer side of the ground as it's coming down the ground. So because Rob brought the ball back into play, but straight down the throat there of Alison Brown for the Southern Saints. She's marked it, and she'll be sitting up in the opposite pocket, 45-degree angle, kicking from about 42 metres out from goal. It's going to be a low-flat mongrel punt that's going to be required to kick to the end of the ground where you're kicking into the breeze to allow the breeze not to take it like it is right now. It's pushing it across to the right at the top of the square. It's come off hands. Who's going to be first to the football? Picking it up now in the long-sleeve jumper. Hand pass going back there to O'Neill. O'Neill put it quickly on the boot towards the top of the goal square. Ball bounced through heavy traffic. Couldn't be picked up by Rapari. Has to go on and lay the tackle on Lucas Roch. He hits the ground hard. And the umpire comes in and will call for a ball up. Two minutes gone first term. No score either side here at Skybus Stadium in Frankston. One of the three home grounds for the Southern Saints, including Moorabbin and Sandringham. Ball up in the air, hit the deck, coming through there. Drennan, immediately caught, trying to bust the tackle, going through Alison Brown. Drennan watches on. Pack situation, trying to get in there, Natalie Plain. Umpire whistles for a free kick and going the way of the Carlton Blues, and they'll clear it out of defence. Sarah Hosking with ball in hand and we're going to have to have a chat with the Hosking sisters they're now wearing the same coloured boots as well it's a commentator's dream Hosking's kick towards the half back flank, came off hands Blues with numbers, the handball comes backwards, hurriedly on the boot from Gemma Wright, into the middle 
Ball off hands, collecting it here is Phillips. Looping handball wide, was effective to Fitzpatrick. Comes back in board, was a risky kick in the O'Neill direction. Ball to ground, should be wrapped up. The umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. In the middle of Skybus Stadium, we've gone three and a half minutes first term. No score either side. Significant breeze at Frankston Oval this morning. The Southern Saints try to extract it, holding it in close is Kassa for the Blues, and we'll get another stoppage. Attacking side of centre now for Carlton. Right, approximately 150 to 200 early as the umpire will throw the ball up in the air. Kelly to go up in the ruck, just nudged her opponent out of the way there, and Falks moved the ball forward to get to Alison Brown. Brown on the wing on the outer side from our broadcast position. Tried to hit up the lead target and Olsen who dropped it and quickly got it on the boot and hit the long sleeves there of Joffley. Joffley with the football pulls the kick. Was looking in the Sheila direction. Went through her legs. Got nutmegged. And the Blues are going to come out of defence. They're looking to come towards our broadcast side. That's the old grandstand that got rebuilt. Here comes Stevens. Is going to try and chase down Olsen who got rid of the hand pass. Then got across to Neil. Got spun away. She tried to get her kick. Heading in the Rapari direction. Got it back again, went with a hurried hand pass Joffley now managing to go backwards, getting spun around in a circle, O'Neill going through there, Rapari was being held but put on the left boot, only got it going far as the player stopping it for the Blues in Nicola Burns and the umpire said no opportunity, we'll call for a ball up. Half forward flank broadcast side for the Southern Saints have done most of the attacking in the opening five minutes of the match Great tackle laid on by Jolliffe at half forward. Goes unrewarded. No, it will be rewarded. A throw according to the umpire. So Jolliffe in the long sleeves, just outside attacking 50, broadcast side for the Southern Saints. Waits for an option. The kick just fell short of the target. Coming through there, Jess Hosking boots it into the middle of the ground. It's going to come straight back though. Kelly Thompson. Oh, the handball was a little ordinary to O'Neill. She's coughed it up. Opportunity opens up for Bromwich. Momentarily, Southern Saints with composure. Get it to Phillips who swings it wide. Hot series of handballs away. Dumped was Neves. Umpire calls play on. A lot of St. Scoonsies around the footy at the moment if they can get a clean disposal away, which they do now. Smith up against the fence, kick smothered. Hurry kick on the boot from Carlton. Try to get it to the attacking side of the outer wing under pressure is Newman Stone. Should be wrapped up and is well balling up. Centre wing, outer side, underneath the scoreboard, which says we're travelling almost six minutes in the opening term. No score either side. Our match analyst today is Elise Collett. Yeah, um, Southern Saints are continuing to look uh, the more dominant side. If there wasn't this massive wind um, blowing in favour of Carlton, I reckon the score would be very different at this point. We'll call for another ball up on the bottom of the deck, Sarah Hosking. Between the ruckwear for Carlton, Newman Stone, an American who's been added to the US Freedom List for IC 2020 to be played in Melbourne in August next year. Ball hit the deck immediately, trying to uh, get rid of it there. It was Vesely rolling Maul as plane watches on, and the umpire again says no opportunity. We'll reset ourselves. Six and a half minutes gone here in the first term. No score either side. RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio and via home of women's football, WARFradio.com. 
going up there again. Jemima Kelly brought the ball to ground. Sarah Hosking tries to work her way in there. Can't squeeze the football out, but playing did out the back. Gave off the quick hand pass. McCabe now moved the football forward. Going towards true centre half forward. Now the foot race is on here. Coming through heavy traffic to try and meet the football there. McCarthy immediately caught. And the umpire says we'll call for a ball up at centre half forward. In fact, that's Tilly Lucas Rodrick, pardon me, for the Saints. And the umpire says, let's reset play 60 metres out. Not the first time Tilly Lucas Rod has worn the red, white and black stripes, but that was with the St Kilda Sharks a few years ago. The VFLW and the old VWFL as the Saints. We're almost away off half-back. Good smother from Gurr for Carlton to hold play up. We'll get a ball up. Corner of the centre square uh, outer side. I think I recalled earlier in one play, I think in the first 30 seconds, calling Tilly Lucas Rod wearing a Carlton jumper. Of course, you switched to the Southern Saints. <laughs> I'll hit the wah 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 button yeah, later no, on. We're, we're a little too far away from the panel to uh, <laughs> act on that. Rightly deserves it. Bessely caught. I did a Brian Taylor. <laughs> Southern Saints. <laughs> At least she's playing up the ground, unlike Magic Door. Vogue gets the handball wide to Fitzpatrick. Still on the centre wing outer side. A dodgy looking kick's going to be cut off by Nat Plain on the half volley. She coughed it up. Stacks on the mill. The umpire calls for it. Ball up. Sarah Hosking getting off the pack after laying the tackle. Just in front of the Southern Saints interchange bench, which is a little restricted from room given there's a construction on the outer side for a new interchange facilities. Phillips. Wheels around. Great burst from Cat Phillips. Goes towards centre-half forward. No one home. Stevens, her handball went astray. Jolliffe sent the handball backwards. Voked under pressure. Coughs it up. Plane coming in now. Collects it. Gets a quick kick away in towards the middle of Skybus Stadium. Bouncing ball. Fitzpatrick takes it on the half volley. Almost coughed it up. Smith coming through for the Southern Saints. Gets the ball towards half forward. Once again, Nat Plane cutting it off. Sends the ball back towards their half forward. Still on the outer side. One bounce over the boundary line and out of play. And, of course, it's the last touch out of rule or last disposal out of bounds. Clara Fitzpatrick to take the free kick. Defensive side of the outer wing. The Irish woman for the Southern Saints. Elects to stay wide with her kick. Further side from the commentators. And it's going to be read easily. Marketing underneath there, I think, is Marnie Jarvis, who has the footy for the Blues. Gets on the right boot, goes towards the half-forward flank, went through several sets of hands. Foot race is going to be on here, trying to get involved his own yield. Couldn't quite pick up the football for the Saints. And it's all going to be wrapped up. Umpire's going to call for a ball up. Is that Wilson? They got caught in the sandwich there. We'll reset ourselves at about... 60 metres out from Carlton's goal. They're kicking with the breeze in this turn, but no score either side. Nearing the 10-minute mark of this opening quarter. One out by Newman Stone. Hit the ground. Calling for it now is Drennan. Had it momentarily. Lost control of it. Tried to put it to the advantage of Phillips. Phillips released the hand pass. Only for it to be picked off. Newman Stone again gets it for the Blues. Lost control of the football. Sarah Hosking had to go back by hand to Jessica Hosking. Jessica Hosking now going towards centre half forward. Just missed out on it. Nicola Burns couldn't quite pick up the football. Wanted to go for the second effort. Had a jumper absolutely scored. Scragged here by Tilly Lucas Rudd. And the umpire says no for opportunity. I'll call for a ball up, thanks. 50 metres out from goal. Should mention Carlton wearing the baby blue Guernseys today. The very light shade of blue. Southern Saints in the original St Kilda strip as the kick comes towards the broadcast wing for the Southern Saints. Burst of speed from Jolliffe tries to contain the footy. She does now. Gets it to Tilly Lucas Rod. The kick didn't go how she would have liked. Woods up against the boundary line. Kicks it out on the full free kick to go the way of the Southern Saints on the half-back flank broadcast side. 
Our match analyst today is Elise Collette. Um, yeah, Carlton are almost getting, um, getting an opportunity here. They've just got to take that extra second with their kick. Uh, Southern Saints have got to do it as well. But, yeah, they've just got to take that extra second with their kick. Telly Lucas, Rod's kick ain't that great. Nearly put it down the throat of Marnie Jarvis. Jarvis dropped it now. A quick hand pass out to Besley, who couldn't hang on to the football. Receiving now is Jessica Hosking, who goes for a run. Jess Hosking on the right boot, trying to set it up towards centre-half forward. Went through the hands there of Bramage, who couldn't hang on to it. Quickly picked off here by the Saints from Rebecca Neves. Neves puts a nasty hook on the kick. It comes towards the old grandstand. Out broadcast position. Jarvis couldn't pick up the football, but playing dead. Put on the right boot. Kicked around the corner. Big bomb going inside 50. Frankie Hocking read it, went through her hands, bounced off her knees, but it managed to ricochet favourably towards Olsen. Olsen with the hand pass over the top, trying to get involved there. Mia Ray Clifford smacked it around, trying to get a hand pass in there as Fox. Went into heavy traffic, chased it up. Tilly Lucas Rod's got the footy, but she's being hugged by three people because everyone likes Tilly, and they said, let's throw a ball up. 45 metres out from the Blues goal. I thought it's because it was cold. It's the... Uh Baldy tossed up, half-forward flank broadcast side for the Blues. Their best chance going forward so far today, and we've travelled 12 minutes in the opening term. Slung is trying to get the kick away there. As Kasser up against the boundary line, it goes over. We'll throw it in. Half-forward flank broadcast side for Carlton. Still no score yet on the scoreboard. 12 gone. Opening term on RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio, warfradio.com, and also through the VFL app. Plenty of places for you to listen and keep an eye on uh, the Swiss Wellness VFLW season. Breaking away from the contest was Drennan Highball to the centre wing is good. Vogue takes the mark right in front of our broadcast position in the grandstand. She assesses her options and goes towards half forward. One on four. Comes to ground. Mia Ray Clifford. Her kick ricochets off an opponent. Still dribbles towards the centre wing. Broadcast side over the top of the footy is Vesely. The umpire says we're going nowhere. I'll ball it up. So we're set play right in front of our broadcast position. And where the sausage sizzle is because it's torturing us. We can smell it coming up in the onions. That's a half-time dash there, Coxie. As now going in for the football is uh, Jones. She's immediately caught there by Mia Ray Clifford. Of course, Mia Ray is playing for Carlton during the VFLW season, but will play over in the West during the summer with Fremantle after being delisted by Geelong, which caught a number of people by surprise. Winning the ruck work and taking herself there. Steer it. Now wrapped up and goes to ground. Pardon me, it's Rian and Watt. We're in the 28. Watt goes to ground, gives the football back to the umpire. What? You said captain, I said what? What? That's an old 80s song. <laughs> As the umpire throws the ball up in the air, Borg doing the ruck work here for the Blues. Tapped it down. Mia Ray Clifford tried to charge her way through. Almost got tripped up. Falling for the football with Vesely. And will reset play. 14 minutes gone first term. No score either side in the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Match analyst is Elise Collette. Um, yeah, Southern Saints just before looked, um, looked very confident going forward, but they just made the wrong decision kicking to a one on three and yeah hopefully they don't regret that later. Playing got a kick away but it's cut off by Neves who dashes off half back puts the ball back towards the centre wing front spot good contested mark taken by Drennan. Centre wing broadcast side for the Southern Saints yet to score as is Carlton after 14 minutes opening term on RSN Carnival 2 the kick towards centre half forward didn't come off 
in favour of the Southern Saints. Jarvis got it to Mia Ray Clifford who gets upended and he's in a bit of trouble in the middle of Skybus Stadium. Jarvis went back in after it, got a kick towards centre half forward off hands, trying to soccer it. There was Kelly Thompson, balls wrapped up. Mia Ray Clifford back to her feet after falling awkwardly getting dumped as she tried to get the kick away but it's good to see that she's up and about as we restart play. Ball centre half forward for Carlton. Here she is Mia A. Clifford dishes the handball off. The umpire says it wasn't a handball, it was a throw. So a free kick will go the way of Rhiannon Watt at centre half back. So Watt with the footy now goes long and high towards the wing where the new social rooms have been built here at Frankston. On the deck, O'Neill tries to pick up the football near a half-back flank. Lost control of it. Stevens is lurking about there. Ball now goes to the deck. Half a dozen surround it. The umpire's going to have no choice but to call play on. He was going to think about blowing the whistle, but allowed it to go on as Drennan gave up the hand pass. Divestly pumped it up the line. Now the ball goes through heavy traffic. Jessica Hosking couldn't quite pick it up. Hits the deck hard. Trying to get in there and scrap for it is Kate Sheelor on the umpire says I'll ask for the football back for those with your record Kate Sheelor not wearing the number 9 today she is wearing the number 44 and the umpire just clearing the way right in front of the Southern Saints bench and we'll throw the ball high in the air and we'll go again one out by Borg trying to move the football forward only to be intercepted and spinning around in a circle Samantha Johnson got through traffic Bouncing football, Jess Hosking read it best off her halfback. Got a little nudge, and that may have just put her offline with her kick. And that went straight down the throat there of Clara Fitzpatrick, who gives off the hand pass. Steer it up against the boundary line, goes down that to Jones. Stays in play just. So Jones has the mark, centre wing out of side, given the hurry up. Another chip kick. This is better from the Southern Saints down the outer side. Taking off from the mark is Vesely. Goes towards centre half forward, the inboard kick, not great. Forks was front spot, couldn't bring it in. Vogt emerged from the pack, got it across to Drennan. Dodges traffic, high ball inside 50. Hosking chasing after it. This is Jess. Navigated her way beautifully through the contest. Dishes off the handball, looking for her sister here at centre-half back. Hurry kick on the boot. Makes its way towards centre-half forward for the Blues. Comes off hands, laying a great tackle, Brianne Moody. Ball spills free, and it will be rewarded to Bree Moody. The victim, Kelly Thompson. Thought the umpire got blindsided there. He was on the wrong side and didn't see the arm over the shoulder there on Hocking. So Moody, long ball inside 50. Carlton's best chance for attack. Here's an opportunity for Nat Plain in the goal square. She sockers it, but it goes to the left-hand side. And at the 17-and-a-half-minute mark of the opening term, we have our first score here at Skybus Stadium. The Blues, one behind. Southern Saints yet to score. You're listening to RSN Carnival Digital Radio 2 for this live coverage of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Match of the Day. And here's the kick back into play. Awkward bounce having to be picked up there by Tara Bahana. Has had to work all the way up the ground to get that football. Now Johnson wants to come in and try and pick up the footy. She can't. She's immediately besieged upon watching her as Bramage. And the umpire says we'll reset play. Two minutes to go until quarter time. Here's our match analyst, Elise Collette. Yeah, with that last inside 50, it was a good kick in from Moody, but it just escaped the Carlton forward. I believe it was Prasparkas. Um, but, yeah... Finally, um, on the board there for Carlton and making the most of their chances here. Ball pops out to Mia Ray Clifford off the side of her right boot. Just went flying through several sets of hands. Ball got out the back door. Here comes that plane. Can't get to it in time. It'll go through between the left-hand goalpost and the left-hand point stick. That means one behind. Two is Carlton on the scoreboard. Zero, the Southern Saints. 
with 90 seconds remaining in the quarter. Olsen to bring the ball back into play. She chips it into the pocket. Out of sight, it's effective. Vesely takes the mark. Back pocket for the Southern Saints. They're yet to hit the scoreboard after doing most of the attacking in the opening term. That kick poor out on the full and into the construction zone on that outer side. There's a bit of a gap in the fence by the looks of things. Some temporary fencing around the ground. So the Blues to reload and go back inside attacking 50. Moody flew. Had butterfingers though. Oh, the smother beautifully from Abby McKay. Her shot well wide. One bounce over the line in the pocket. Broadcast side. McKay blazing away there. Another opportunity goes begging for the Blues. They were kicking with the wind in this opening term as we tick down towards quarter time here at Skybus Stadium. We wait for the umpire to throw the ball back into play. Spinning, spinning back into play. Indeed it is. Newman Stone wins the ruck, but stolen by the Saints. Hurry kick away. Works out perfectly. Straight down the throat of Kelly O'Neill. O'Neill with the football. 40 half and defensive goal. Working up the line. Almost had it and dropped it. Tilly Lucas right. Had to go back and again and picked it up. Got the kick away before being mown down. It dribbles. It dribbles further up the line. Old school football would mean to throw in. But due to the new rules of last touch disposal, it means a free kick to Marnie Jarvis of the Blues. Jarvis elects to play on as the siren sounds for quarter time here at Skybus Stadium in Frankston. Carlton, two behinds. The Saints, no score. I pose the question to Coxie and Elise Collette. Do we call that quarter a win for the Saints, despite being behind on the scoreboard, due to the strong breeze favouring the Blues' end? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, it was all, almost a case of both teams not making the most of their opportunities. The Southern Saints had the ball for the majority of the term, but they just that wind uh, was was not their friend. And then yeah, Carlton, um, yeah, the Southern Saints' defence was too strong for Carlton to get any real opportunity. Be curious to see what happens in the second term when the Southern Saints are attacking that end of the ground. If they can put on a few goals, then that quarter was a loss. But I think it's fairly even. It's it's only two behinds on the scoreboard the way of the Blues, so they'll be disappointed they didn't kick a couple of goals to get a margin. But around the ground, they seemed OK. Off halfback, they were getting some footy. It was contested both sides. It was seesawing most of that term. Um, and at the end of the day, Carlton got on the scoreboard, so you have to give them credit for that. The Southern Saints had a couple of shots, and they were unable to. Well, I'd normally ask you for goal kickers, but we can't give you any because uh, simply there isn't any. Two behind Carlton, no score the Saints, but I will try and get an around-the-ground score from Williamstown and the Casey Demons. Jeez, we reckon it's windy here today. Ooh. Williamstown, 2-1-13. Lead Casey, two straight 12 in the second Jeez. quarter. We remind you, that is last Williamstown versus second Casey. Would be a massive boil over if Williamstown won. Jeez, it would be. But they do know how to play that ground very, very well, the Seagulls. And I I'm will, assuming it's very windy there today. I will counter-argue that Casey Fields is also incredibly windy. Yes. So that's Point only, taken. Only mainly one end down at Casey, isn't it? I don't know about uh, if it's 
both ends at Williamstown. We, we said it's everywhere. <laughs> at Williamstown, good luck. <laughs> we'll take this opportunity to take a break. It's quarter time here on RSN Carnival 2. Carlton 2 behind. The Saints are sitting on no score. Need a new car battery? RACV comes to you seven days a week. Book your installation online in just minutes and they'll do the rest. To book, visit racv.com.au slash batteries. For the big game this weekend, here's where to meet up. The Mail Exchange Hotel. Five minutes walk from Marvel Stadium. Ales, wine, superb food and tap terminals. The Mail Exchange Hotel. It's where the footy fans meet up. Corner of Burke and Spencer Streets, City. Opposite the steps at Southern Cross Station. If you love the caravan lifestyle, you want to keep your camper, pop-top or caravan in top condition. So head to the Bayswater Jayco Service Division. The workshop team are experts in servicing and repairs, including warranty and insurance work. And they can fit your new Bayswater Jayco accessories too. Why not book in for a service today and be ready for the road with Bayswater Jayco. Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater and at bayswaterjayco.com.au. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. The Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And I'm by 95 points, and they should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. It's a bit of a dog that win in the end because we're a pretty young group, and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run over the top of us, but that wasn't the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au. That's why football is. Or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927. Analog, digital and streaming. RSN 927's got your ticket out of winter. The ultimate Darwin Adventure competition is back. You and a friend could be heading north for the Great Northern Darwin Cup Carnival. The prize is worth over six grand, including tickets to the Qantas Gala Mall and access to the exclusive atrium. The Great Northern Darwin Cup Day. Keep listening for the Darwin code words every weekday. Then get your name in the drawer. Look for the ultimate Darwin Adventure at rsn.net.au. RSN Carnival 2 is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Indeed it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2 via WARFradio.com and the official VFL app. Carlton 2 behinds leading the Saints. No score at quarter time. Carlton having the agency of a strong breeze towards, I guess you call it the lake or park end here at Frankston Over, where they used to have the old canteen here. And of course the Blues will now begin to the left of your radio dial towards the Port Phillip Bay. And just seeing a few famous faces in the crowd. Of course the new uh, recruiting manager at Carlton, while still playing uh, for AFLW for them, is Katie Loins. Also having a chat to a player that was on the Carlton AFLW list uh, this year, delisted at the end of the year, now playing Hawthorne VFLW made her debut for Hawthorne yesterday as uh, she's been dubbed in many circles the Rolls Royce of women's football, Kirby Bentley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the superstars here, there and everywhere at the uh, Skybus Stadium and also seeing Wayne Seekham and uh, walking around as well. Of course, he has the list manager's role now of both the AFLW and VFLW uh, program at Carlton. As I mentioned to Daniel Harford when we interviewed uh, Half during the week, I said it's like the Blues Brothers, you're putting the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, just I, got, wait, I got no response to that. I just wait for them to wear suits and shades and just go. <laughs> There's their own tribute band. Tell you what, if it's uh, anything to do with Daniel Harford, it won't be uh, suit pants, it'll be shorts. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I think everyone's still looking for photographic evidence of uh, half wearing full length pants. <laughs> you need them down here today, though. Jeez, it's. Uh... Brisk. Uh, I'm looking for photographic evidence of half of the forehead of hair as we're just about ready to get underway here for the second term on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio, WAIFradio.com and the official VFL app to get us underway for the second term. Here's Matthew Cox. Probably for the last time on uh, RSN after that comment from uh, Pete Holden. <laughs> Phone calls. Well, she can catch the Breakfast Club on 927am tomorrow morning. 6am. Half and whitey as we... Get underway in the middle. Jeez, the uh, Ruck women went at it there. Moody colliding with Kelly. Ball to ground. Mireille Clifford, ball in hand. Flicks it back to Moody. And now wheels around on the right boot. High ball towards half forward. Comes off hands. Lucas Rod tracking it. Goes to ground. The umpire should have no choice here but to come in and ball it up. Tackle laid on by Courtney Bromwich on the... Out of side, half forward flank for the Blues. Kicking it into the strong breeze here at Skybus Stadium in the second term. Hosking emerges with a footy. There was a free kick for some holdings, but Hosking's taken the advantage. Ball inside 50, bouncing ball, pushed off. It was Burns. Southern Saints with numbers inside defensive 50, up against the fence. Hocking puts the handball into a bit of space. Collecting it is Johnson. Originally listed as an emergency for the Southern Saints today is out there on the park. The number six, Samantha Johnson, will get a throw-in. As the umpire throws the ball up and just going with the early lead there and missing it in the contest, Jemima Kelly. And it's all just going to be wrapped up again. The umpire will call for a ball up. Great name, Jemima. But every time I hear it, I can't keep thinking play school. As the ball is thrown up in the air, away we go again. Thank you. As the hand pass away to Frankie Hocking. Hocking now clears it off the back line. Long, booming kick. Bouncing ball that's going to end up in the centre of the ground. Trying to trap it there is Nicholas Stevens. Had to get around one. Got it on the left boot. Went towards centre, half forward with a kick. Flying through the air, Cat Phillips. Dropped the footy. McKay is now with a footy. Gets the hand pass across to Sarah Hosking. Pumps it inside 50. Waiting back there. And taking a strong crab is the aforementioned Jemima Kelly. And she has the ball and goes for a hand pass. Oh, dangerous job there. I can hear the words of Gary Ayres. Never handball into trouble, handball out of trouble. Kelly Thompson now besieged by three Carlton players. Built the football. Scrappers on inside the Blues. Forward 50, 35 metres out from goal. And the umpire calls for a ball up. Oh, you think Jemima Kelly would have bombed long out of defence, not that yeah. set-up hand pass. You, you don't handball like that short in defence and to a two-on-one. In the central corridor. Exactly. Are we allowed to say a, a ruck judgment? Yes. As the ball to ground. Just being paddled around, laying on the tackle. His forks for the Blues will get a ball up. Uh, Still inside, the, attacking 50. The joke about rucks is, of course, they think that way because there's not much oxygen up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very true. A few moments ago, the Kelly ball to ground. 
Drennan, one arm being held, can't get rid of it, being slung around. Dangerous, going to be pinged, holding the footy. Advantage was taken by Bromwich, but she ran into all sorts of trouble. She's now caught, holding the footy. Southern Saints get a reprieve in the back pocket out of side. They yet to impact the scoreboard. The Blues are two behinds. We're three minutes into the second term on RSN Carnival 2. Frankie Hocking tried to go for a clearing kick, had the ball momentarily just Hosking dropped it, got it back again, but then got caught. And the umpire said this is no prior opportunity and will call for a ball up between centre wing and half forward flank here for the Blues out of side of the ground where they used to have the jungle drums but they might bring it out for the Frankston uh, men's game later on very popular spot there for the Frankston supporters on that hill going in there is Natalie playing on hands and knees fighting for the football with Jemima Kelly the umpire says let's reset play and we'll do it all over again three and a half minutes gone here in the second term Carlton two behinds Southern Saints no score Kelly brings the ball to ground playing chasing after it beaten in the contest playing Oh, did work. Great work to get back and get it again. She was immediately caught by Cat Phillips. Umpire says she's going nowhere, though. We'll call for a ball up. Match analyst is Elise Collette. Yeah, opposite to the start of the first quarter, Carlton have been doing all the attacking so far. It'll be interesting to see how the quarter um, eventuates. Southern Saints trying to get off half back. Moody lays on a tackle, but it was too high. Free kick to go the way of the Southern Saints. Half back out of side. Vesely. Pops it over to Tilly Lucas, right in a bit of space on the centre wing. Kicks it down along the boundary line. A few bounces, it tumbles over. It will be a free kick going the way of the Blues. Last disposal. Just forgetting about it there momentarily. Jess Hosking, she was running away from the ball. Now has gone back to collect it. She's on the half-back flank, out of side of Skybus Stadium for the Blues. Comes inboard with a kick. Guess what? She finds her sister. Sarah Hosking has a defensive side of the outer wing. Ball holds up in the significant breeze here at Skybus Stadium and it's been turned over. Courtney Jones takes the mark. Underneath the scoreboard that reads two behinds Carlton. Saints yet to score. Five gone. Second term. RSN Carnival two. Smith takes the mark now in the middle of Skybus Stadium. Wheels around quickly. High ball. Stevens couldn't trap it in. Ball comes out the back of the pack. Dangerous here for the Blues. They're caught. All wrapped up. Um, says give it to me I'll ball it up at centre half forward so we'll reset play the Saints looking for their first impact on the scoreboard Change to the right of your radio dial. Tap over the back of the head by Jemima Kelly. Had to go back in and get her own footy. Pickpocketed by Nat Plain. Kicked it forward. Bramar tried to pick it up off the half volley. Dropped it. Had to go back in again. Harassed there by Drennan. Ball hits the deck. Trying to get involved. Abby McKay. Can't squeeze the football out. Umpire blows the whistle and says let's ball it up. Right on the edge of the setter square. Blues leading by two points in our VFL women's match of the day. As we said earlier halfway during the second quarter. Weemstown led Casey by one point. Going in there again and just missing out on the ball was Alison Brown but it did squeeze out in the Saints favour taken away there by Samantha Johnson kicked into open space in the forward pocket chasing after it is the baby giraffe herself and Kate Shearlaw but the boundary line will beat her and will call for a ball in 10 metres around from the left hand point post Southern Saints attacking 6 gone second term umpire hurls it back into play Moody and Shearlaw go at it Ball comes to ground. Getting caught up. The Blues eventually pops out to Mia Ray Clifford off half-back. Tries to get it in the direction of Sarah Wright. Amble, though, will come the way of the Southern Saints. Smith gives it off to Terry Lucas. Rod, long ball inside 50. Out the back of the pack. Shearlaw can't get it hold of it. Has to trap it in. 
The umpire circles and says, give it to me, old ball and up at the top of the goal square for the Southern Saints. They're yet to score. Carlton two behinds. Approaching the halfway point of this second term on RSN. Carnival 2 on your digital radio and WARFradio.com. Ball still inside attacking 50. McKay trying to extract it is unable to. We'll get another ball up. Southern Saints not making much of this breeze at the moment, Elise Collette. Yeah, it was a good kick in from Tilly there, but um, against Sheila, um was just not able to hold on to it. And oh, they're looking like a good chance here. Johnson got it out the back, trying to get on the football. There is Joffrey right up against the boundary line. Got to do some dancing. Get around Stevens. Gets it to Sheila, who drops the football. Gets ridden on the back. Umpire says play on. Joffrey goes again. Immediately caught. Ball squeezed out. Maybe high contact there, courtesy of Johnson. Umpire said it was fair play on. Alison Brown wants to get involved. Umpire says I'll have the football back, please, as Nicholas Stevens lays a tackle on Alison Drennan. We'll call for the ball up. We're 25 metres out from the Saints goal. Attacking the right of your radio dial. Ball hits the ground. Overrunning the ball. Hosking to Hosking there. It was Sarah to Jessica. Jessica sells the candy beautifully to get around Smith. Kicks it long up the line. Tilly Lucas, Robert, back to the football. Juggled it, managed to tap it to the advantage of a teammate. Umpire says holding the ball against Olsen. And it's a free kick going the way of the Blue Baggers. And taking it here is Sarah Wright. Right? Yes, bloody well right. Gets on the right boot. There's a bit of super tramp for you. Close towards the boundary line. Mark taken, playing on to Sarah Hosking. Had to get out of trouble. Whipped around three players beautifully. Sarah Hosking on the right boot, going towards centre half forward bouncing football Jarvis tries to run onto it went into a contest with Jones Jones held it up beautifully for the Saints and they'll swarm her and the umpire says there's no opportunity and let's call for a ball up nine minutes gone second term here at Sky Bar Stadium Carlton two behinds the Saints no score just attacking side of the centre circles favouring the Blues, Moody used her body well, palmed it down, no real advantage, she has to follow up her work good use of speed from Moody inside 50, bouncing ball Southern Saints defence doing well to hold things up and we should get a ball up inside 50, player tackled there was Nicola Burns for the Blues, we're deep inside they're attacking 50, 9 gone second term on RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio Bursting through now is Johnson. Got the handball over to Thompson. Puts it wide on the halfback flank out of sight. Jarvis chasing after it. Does she run out of room? No, she doesn't, but she's caught. Taken over by Jones. We'll get a boundary throw in. Half forward flank out of sight for Carlton. They lead two behinds. Saints yet to score. As we reach the or approach the 10-minute mark in the second term. Ball back into play. Moody did the ruck work here against Jemima who lost it down. Jess Hosking immediately wrapped up here. Dropped the footy cold and the umpire says that's holding the football as Catherine Phillips will get the resulting free kick here for the Saints. Cat Phillips, originally from Melbourne, signed to St Kilda for the AFLW 2020 season. Cat Phillips kicks up the line. Is that a 50-metre penalty? The umpire's blown the whistle and held up play here for the 5-metre infringement zone, but I think it's more weight. He's pointing one way, chatting, having 50. a conversation, a cup of coffee, and then says, let's go 50. 
Banks said he finally got on with it. No one on the marks. It allowed Phillips to play on quickly. Shearlord direction just fell short of her. Rapari's looking around. They can't find her. Joffley was trying to do the chasing work, but the Blues will clear it out of defence. It's going towards the true uh, half-back position. Olsen now going to swing around for the Saints. Hold it up. Bramage comes in there. Lays the tackle as Lucas Rod tried to get a kick away. Putting the boot in there. Cat Phillips again. Taking a diving mark. It's Kate Shearlord. This is going to be the first uh, mark and set shot at this scoring end, Elise Collette. Yeah, um, be interesting to see if she's finally able to um, to make the, uh, make the opportunity count here. It was second time luck. He's dropped the mark just a moment ago and then finally takes a mark. And let's see if this is the first goal of the game. Former Carlton AFLW listed player, played at Darabin last year, was originally recruited out of the Wimbledon Hawks in the AFL London Women's League. Kate Sheilor on the right boot, swings it left, and it will go through after one bounce for a minor score. It's the Saints' first score. It's at the 11-minute mark of the second term. They're one behind, Carlton two behind. Jess Hosking to bring the ball back into play, takes on her opponent. And has put it straight down the throat of Kate Shearlaw at half forward for the Southern Saints. She'll stab it into the forward pocket. Broadcast side, bounced past Brown. Blues with numbers around the footy. Stevens taken into the turf. We'll get a ball up. Deep inside, attacking 50 for the Southern Saints. They're kicking with the wind in this second term on RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio, WARFradio.com. As having to apply the tackle there is Drennan. The umpire's going to have to come in and sort it out again. We're getting to a situation, of course, where we know that the Saints are obviously trying to win, but also they're trying to develop the AFLW list. In a normal situation, you'd probably throw Frankie Hocking back to her normal position of centre-half four because she's their best kick. And with this breeze, she should be having shots on goal from 50 out. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if we see her in a moment going forward. Rapari taken into the turf. Ball flicked away of the Blues. Jarvis caught, sat on in the end by Olsen. The umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. On the 50-metre arc, broadcast side for the Southern Saints. They're one behind. Carlton are two behinds on the scoreboard. Approaching 13 minutes in the second term. As the umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up once again. Still inside, attacking 50 for the Southern Saints. So Newman Stone versus Cully in this rack contest. Umpire throws the ball high in the air, and away we go. Kelly wins it down, trying to get through traffic there. Drennan busted through, got it across to Allison Brown on the snap! And Brown gets the Saints' first goal. They go to 1-1-7, Carlton two behinds. 13 and a half minutes gone, second term. RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio via the home of women's football, WARFradio.com, and on the official VFL app. Here's your match analyst, Elise Collette. Yeah, good kick there from Brown, the Started in the um, in the ruck contest and were able to get it out wide to Brown and um, finally <laughs> finally there's a goal on the board. Only took 13 and a half minutes into the second term to get the job done. We finally have our first major here at Skybus Stadium. The umpire just waits for the six by six by six. Rule, Mia A. Clifford might be in a bit of trouble here as she's sprinting off half back towards half forward. She is. There's a warning given the way of the Blues. It's become the common theme of footy in all competitions in 2019, the 6x6x6 six by six by six rule. 
Southern Saints bursting free. Vesely tries to get it towards half forward. Brown in a contest. Jolliffe coming in now. It's taken. The umpire says, give it to me, I will ball it up. Half forward flank, out of side. For the Southern Saints. As they win the tap down. Drennan trying to burst her way through. Has Phillips in support. They cough it up, though. Applying the tackle in the end was Smith for the Southern Saints to try and get the ball back in their hands. They're unable to. We'll get the ball up. So... 15 minutes gone in this second term. Taken straight out of the rack with a hand pass over the top, courtesy of Rhiannon Watt. So Lucas Rod got to get past Plain. Plain caught a bromage there momentarily. Newman Stone taken out by Lucas Rod. Kicked it inside 50. Bit of a worm burner though as it bubbles along the ground. Waiting out the back is Rapari if they can get it to her. Taken away by Nicholas Stevens though for the Blues. Kicked around the corner. Mirai Cliff having it momentarily. Got knocked out of her hands. Picking it up and doing a bit of dancing is Kelly Thompson. Kicks it inside 50. Had two options. Either Sheila or Greiser. And Greiser just popped in the hole and said, thank you, I'll take that. And Caitlin Greiser, last year on the Melbourne Uni list, now with the Saints, will be sizing up for golf in 35 hours. Almost forgotten she was playing today. I haven't cited her on too many occasions so far. She is a big kick. Let's see if she is an accurate one. With the breeze at her back. Kin to the right of your radio dial. In comes Caitlin Greiser. Right boot. Judges the win perfectly. And the Saints go to 2-1-13. Carlton two behinds. 16 minutes gone. Second term. RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio. Your home of women's football. WARFradio.com. And on the official VFL app, here's your match analyst, Elise Collette. Yeah, um... Finally, the, um, the Southern Saints are starting to assert their dominance on the game a bit here. And um, yeah, Carlton didn't make the most of their opportunities earlier in the quarter. And let's see how much the, um, the Saints make them pay for that. Capitalising on kicking with the breeze. It's the estimate about four or five goal breeze, we'd, we'd say. I'd say so. Oh, in a men's game, you'd probably say six, seven goals. In a women's game, maybe three goal breeze. As Vesely's caught by Hosking. Umpire says, I'll have it back, thanks. 17 gone, second term on RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio. 2-1-13, the Southern Saints leading the Blues, two behinds. They came in the opening term. Those two behinds for the Blues. Hosking gives it off to Newman Stone. Somehow got the handball away in time to Gemma Wright, who kicked it towards centre-half forward. Plain navigating her way beautifully. Kicks it towards centre-half forward. Bouncing ball finds the other right sister in Sarah. Couldn't take it cleanly. Southern Saints, they had the ball momentarily. Now they've coughed it up. Drennan trying to extract it. Unable to. We'll get a ball up. Centre-half forward for Carlton. They need to get a major. Before the half-time siren, after not kicking a goal with the breeze in the opening term, Newman Stone won it down, plain hovering. And he's unable to get it out. Tilly Lucas rod the one caught by Newman Stone and also Courtney Bromwich. We'll get another ball up at centre-half forward for the Blues. And away we go again. Taken out of the contest and slapping it along the ground there, Vesely. Being picked up here. 
and breaking away Abby McKay kicks inside 50 bouncing ball bumped off of it at the last moment was Brianne Moody didn't judge that well Frankie Hockey very close to the boundary line hand pass back to Clara Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick across the face of goal it's a dangerous kick they're going to have to put the bath the burners here to come out of defence Beck Neves Neves does so on the right boot after one bounce looking for Rapari bounced off her chest went back and got it again but got caught by Folks. got a hand pass away there to O'Neill who immediately got ran down Nat playing with a hand pass just coughed it up says thank you very much Cat Phillips busts away from a couple of Carlton players Get it across to O'Neill. Neil quickly by hand to Drennan. Drennan now moving it across to Rapari. Rapari kicks the football in front of herself. Rapari goes again. Thought about the hand pass. Went with the kick instead. Going in the direction of and trying to find uh, Bohanna. Bohanna had set a half forward. Nicholas Stevens came through. Got collected on the way. Thank you by the player in Johnson. Got it out though for a quick snap for Jones. Jones towards the forward pocket. Awkward bouncing football. Picking it up. Spinning around in a circle. Jackie Vaughan. It won't come back. And we'll go through for a minus score. 2 3 15, the Saints. Carlton two behind. 19 minutes gone. Second term here on RSN Carnival 2. At least Colette, our match analyst, that was a great transition off halfback, using hand and then foot to get it forward. Yeah, great set of handballs. And even when they didn't quite have full control of the ball, they were able to just tap it and keep it in front of them. Oh, the kick back into play. He's been coughed up, taking the mark. Jackie Vogt. Bit of an issue for Samantha Johnson at centre-half forward. She's now running off the ground, but was in a fair bit of discomfort for some time after an earlier contest. But at least she's on her feet and running. But hopefully just winded. As Jackie Vogt, 45-degree angle, will have to kick from at least 45 metres out. Puts it on its way. It's drifting right. Minus score. Southern Saints 2-3-15, leading Carlton two behinds as we tick down towards the halftime siren here at Skybus Stadium. Stevens has ball in hand but won't get an opportunity to kick it back into play. As the first half concludes here in Frankston, it's the Southern Saints 2-3-15, leading Carlton two behinds. They got on top towards the end of that uh, second quarter with some scoreboard pressure, at least Collette. Yeah, very true. Um, Carlton had had the ball a lot early on but then um, it transitioned to some Saints having the majority of the ball and unlike Carlton in the first quarter they were able to make the most of the um, the breeze down that end. Let's have a look at some goal kickers heading into half time. We do have goal kickers this time after the first quarter produced none. Matthew Cox. Yeah, won't be able to get charged for uh, delivering the goal kickers to you a quarter time. Um, might get some money now, though. One goal to Elise Bra- Alison Brown and one goal to Caitlin Greiser as well from that uh, opening stanza of footy. Early stages of the third quarter at Downer Oval, Wimstown 2-1-13, trial Casey 3-2-20. Bit more like the score we were expecting to hear um, apart Still a very close contest there, Lisa Holt. It's the wind. Blame the wind. She's a demon supporter in shock. That's what it is about the score being so close. Let's take an opportunity uh, while we think at this moment to have a look at some of our better players for the first half. Uh, One name I've definitely got to mention is Cat Phillips. She's used her speed really well through the middle there and able to um, find, find good targets when she's got the ball and become a good target when she doesn't. Absolutely, and I, I keep looking through. Both the Hoxing sisters have been putting in the hard yards today. They've been picking up plenty of the football. Um, in, in the rack contest at the moment, it's probably Jemima Kelly that's leading. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But, uh, yeah, she's she's getting around the ground a lot better than her opponents and 
working herself into some good positions to capitalise on it, so that's good. And she's had multiple opponents as well rotating yes. on her. Yes, uh, Brianne Moody's been one of those, but has also spent some significant time forward for Carlton. Unfortunately, they've just been unable to impact the scoreboard. They were kicking into the breeze, but did have an opportunity in that second term, which they should have potentially capitalised on. I think they just need to slow it down a bit. And I'm actually impressed by the, as much as they they didn't have to defend much in that quarter, but by the back trio, and it's looking like a potential AFLW back trio when you talk about Frankie Hocking, Clara Fitzpatrick and Beck Neves. Yeah, they're solid in defence. Obviously, Beck Neves, we've seen her grow and develop as a footballer, started with the St Kilda Sharks, was at Essendon last year, now with the Southern Saints, and you can see the incremental developments that she's making to her game. She was coming off half-back then as well, good use of speed coming out of the back pocket in the later part of that term. Frankie Hocking star. I'm, I'm happy to say that she's been solid again holding the last line of defence for the Southern Saints. Um, so yeah, they're really settling a nice defensive unit down there. We'll take this opportunity on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio, WARFradio.com 89.1 FM at the ground and on the official VFL app to rate the sausage sizzle below and we'll catch our breath during this halftime break which has the Southern Saints 2-3-15 leading Carlton 2 behinds. We'll be back after this. When footy's done and dusted, the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Cuse and Adam White deliver the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10, and then on podcast. Inside Racing, the official magazine of Racing Victoria and Australia's best monthly racing information source. Inside the May issue, a sensational cover story on Winks. Stephen Howe looks back at her fabulous four Cox Plate wins. There are tributes to Trevor McKee, Mick Burles, John McKee, and the mighty Redoot's Choice, as well as a review of the Sydney Easter yearling sale and a wrap of the new season's race dates, plus the industry section for trainers and jockeys. Subscribe to Inside Racing. Call customer first, 1300 139 401 for advertising, 1300 783 112. Lexus is now open in Berwick. You're invited to take advantage of exceptional offers during Lexus of Berwick's end of financial year event. Visit lexusofberwick.com.au, LMCT 11834. Reading prospects like never before at the Magic Millions National Broodmare Sale, May 28 to 31 on the Gold Coast. The biggest and best lineup of Reese Willie's Broodmares and Stallion Prospects in the Southern Hemisphere with over 1,100 lots. Graduates include the dance of recent stars Wings, Sabrina Lane, Trapeze Artist, and Angel of Truth. This year, including over 200 lifetime fillies and mares, from two-year-old stakes performers to group one producers. See the catalogue now at magicmillions.com.au. G'day, can I get you anything? Um, yeah, another beer, thank you. Yep. Stop. Alright, sir, the result of the preliminary breath test indicates that your breath contains alcohol. I now require you to accompany me to a testing vehicle for the Police are out to make sure you think twice about how you drive. So before you drive after having a few drinks, think of them. Towards zero. TAC. When it's time to grow your small business, a loan from OnDeck can get you on your way. OnDeck Group are the small business loan specialists with over 10 billion US dollars already lent to 80,000 small businesses globally. OnDeck say yes to small business. The application can be completed in minutes, approved in hours, and you could have the funds in your account as early as the next business day. So if it's time to grow your small business, apply now at ondeck.com.au. All loans are subject to lender approval. 
your club. Craigie Burn Sporting Club. The Sporty is now your prime function venue. The breathtaking new function room is now open. Already it's hosted wedding receptions, engagement parties, christenings, birthdays and seminars. Up to 300 guests. And the reviews have been awesome. Why not make an appointment with the Sporty Function team to plan your special occasion? Craigie Burn's best functions are now happening at the Sporty. Craigie Burn Sporting Club. Find out more at craigieburnsc.com.au. The Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And over 95 points, and they should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. It's a bit of a dogged win in the end because we're a pretty young group and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run over top of us, but that one's the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au. That's why football is. Or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927. Analog, digital, and streaming. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars, and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. WorkSafe's advisory service is now open longer. To report an incident or ask advice, call 1-800-136089, 7.30am till 6.30pm, Monday to Friday. The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley's slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. The verdict. The thing that stands out for me when you talk about Anthony Cummings is his want to throw seemingly outclassed horses into the deep end. And you sit there and you think, why is he running this thing? And invariably, they run very well. He just, there's he, been three or four that have won at 100 to 1 plus over the years. And yeah. when they Top take their place. five and a half star in the Derby a few years ago. Yeah. Remember? The verdict. 9 till 10 Monday mornings. Part of Monday's Racing Pulse. On RSN 927 for OTI Racing. Where sport and lifestyle collide. Find out more at oti.com.au. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, 13,500 printer cartridges were collected every working day, and they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden beds, even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. Then 927's got your ticket out of winter. The ultimate Darwin Adventure Competition is back. You and a friend could be heading north for the Great Northern Darwin Cup Carnival. The prize is worth over six grand, including tickets to the Qantas Gala Ball and access to the exclusive atrium. The Great Northern Darwin Cup Day. Keep listening for the Darwin code words every weekday. Then get your name in the draw. Look for the ultimate Darwin Adventure at rsn.net.au. 
inside every edition of Winning Post. Great stories, expert previews and comprehensive form guides for race meetings right across the nation, right across the weekend. That's why Winning Post is Australia's top-selling racing paper. Grab your Winning Post at your newsagents every Friday. You haven't seen great end of financial year deals like Ford's high-vis value. Now available on selected SUV models at participating dealers before June 30. See Ford.com.au for details. The Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum on the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum. Taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. RSN Carnival 2. It's women's Aussie rules are doing what they love. The faster toss, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the match? It's the call of the game. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Indeed, it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2. That's digital radio right across Melbourne. Find WARFradio.com and the official VFL app. We're at half time. It's the Southern Saints 2 3 15, leading Carlton 2 behind. Peter Holden, Matthew Cox, and Elise Collette with you here at Skybus Stadium in Frankston. Cool conditions. This is, of course, the match leading into the Frankston v. Werribee VFL men's game that will follow afterwards. But, Coxie, once again, an excellent crowd at the VFLW showing up. I'm estimating probably around about 300 people here at Frankston. Yeah, a nice little crowd. And uh, for anyone that's tuning in around the ground on 89.1 FM... uh get to the uh, sausage sizzle just underneath our broadcast position because they are magnificent. Um, we've just devoured them. In fact, I might go down and get a secondary one at three-quarter <laughs> time. They're that good. Um, uh, we, we can tell you just quickly around the ground scores, uh, Casey Demons 26 leading Williamstown 13 at the moment uh, there late in the third quarter at uh, Downer Oval. We can't tell you if uh, who's kicking with the breeze at this stage. So if Casey is kicking the breeze, there's hope for Williamstown. But if Williamstown are kicking with the breeze in that quarter, you would say the game is done. You would think so, yeah. And it depends on which way that breeze is going, as it can often do. It can either be swirly, it can be coming off the uh, one wing and going straight across the other. It can be going straight up and down the ground. Uh, good old Williamstown. We love it. And can I say, with the Werribee match coming up afterwards, of course, um, uh, Werribee uh, playing on Franks in the VFL men's a great get for a standalone club like Werribee to get someone like Mark Choco-Williams as their senior coach this year. Yeah, great get. He's the premiership coach with Port Adelaide back in 2004 and those uh, scenes of the MCG when it was still being redeveloped and the choking uh, gesture with his tie. Probably the uh, last coach to wear a suit. Was it Alan Scott? You were wrong! (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Uh, we won't mention the 2007 grand final in front of it, though. That might... Uh, oh, oh, I will in the company of Christy Williams, our statistician, <laughs> whenever she's on. 119! 
Oh, dear. So, 13-point lead here to the Southern Saints. Uh, both sides out on the grounds going through their respective uh, warm-ups before they'll get cracking again. I guess the question is, what moves are going to be made by the coaches to try and drive Carlton forward? And, of course, for the Saints side of things, uh, we talked about at halftime if they're going to be parking the bus or not. As we know, of course, there is the 6-6 rule in place, so you can't stack all 18 in defence. Yeah, I, I don't think the Saints can afford to park the bus just yet. 13 isn't that big of a margin. Um, the their defence is going to have to stand up if um, there are any chance of uh, winning this game. And as we mentioned, it's a three to four goal breeze going to the right hand side of our broadcast position. So if Carlton can get their hands on the footy and win a few clearances and just clunk a few marks inside 50, then the game can easily turn around very, very quickly. Well, and, as we, and as we've seen, sorry, Pete, the, each side wants to move the ball quickly. They want to attack. They want to attack. So if they can string it together, they might be able to catch the Southern Saints on the hop. Conversely, if the Southern Saints are able to bag a couple of goals up the non-scoring end, um, they should be able to put the game away. The thing that I'm worried about for Carlton, of course, chatting to Daniel Harper last year's interview, how he got rid of some of their taller players, saying that they were looking for a more smaller, more mobile fleet of players on a day like today. That hurts because, as we saw with uh, up forward Caitlin Greiser and Kate Sheilor for the Saints, it gave them something to go to on a day like today, a tall target. Well, I think that's hurting Carlton at the moment because I look at their forward line and I go, I know they've moved Nicholas Stevens as I can see here, to centre-half forward because I kept thinking, who's their target? Who can they pinpoint? Because it obviously helps the Rovers where they've got a run to and position to open up the play. Without that key target and you're trying to mark up Rovers and the wind, the ball's going to hold up a little bit more on the breeze, it's easy picking for defence to clean up on. Well, I have been using Brand Moody forward, but she's obviously also playing a fairly handy game in the ruck, so you're robbing Peter to pay Paul to get that tall target inside 50. Yeah, and it, they'd probably need a couple of Brie Moody's at this stage. To get us underway for the third term, here's Matthew Cox. We restart play. Here is Moody following up her ruck work. Wheels around on the right boot. Ball towards centre-half forward. Floated over the contest. Tilly Lucas-Rod had to double back. Hocking, they're in support as well. They dish the handball further backwards to Fitzpatrick, who puts it well wide. Under pressure is Steart in the back pocket. She's caught, the umpire says. Give it to me, I will ball it up. Back pocket out of side for... The Southern Saints, Carlton kicking with the breeze in this third term here on RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio, warfradio.com and the VFL app. Carlton push it towards the top of the goal square. Here's right. And uh, that's just across to the right-hand side. Sarah Wright, one of the two Wright sisters. And uh, as is with the Hosking sisters, they're incredibly similar, the two Wright sisters. 55-56, similar stature, similar hairstyles. The cruelty from the Carlton list doing that to us. Olsen to bring the ball back into play for the Southern Saints. Goes short to the pocket, works out okay. Can we have a chat with the property steward at um, Carlton about the jumper number situation with the two twins? Knees just kicked it right into Nat Plain. Nat Plain goes for goal for Carlton. I think she's dobbed it. She has. Yeah. Beck Knees caught napping with that kick, Elise Collette. Yeah, great smother from playing there. And it, for a moment, you can't, couldn't quite tell whether it had gone through, but it certainly has gone through, and Carlton are finally on the board. Nat Plain being one of the best players today for Carlton so far. Absolutely has been going again and again with second, third and fourth efforts. And those are one percenters that we keep talking about, coaches keep talking about, and on this occasion, maximum reward. 
Certainly was, and it's their first major. They need a few more of those in this term, kicking with the breeze. Two gone, third term, RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio. Saints 2-3-15, leading Carlton 1-3-9. Ball back in the middle, Moody fists it forward. Mia Ray Clifford, who's on the ball at the moment, had to stop. Prop got caught, dished the handball off to Hosking. This is Jess, centering ball is OK. Mark taken by Emerson Woods. Goes down the corridor with the kick. It was a little poor. Plane had two to beat until Lucas Rod was able to take the mark. Looks to come to the broadcast side. Risky, but OK. Mark taken by Kelly O'Neill. Halfback flank. Grandstand side of Frankston Oval, known as Skybus Stadium these days. There's a bit of a shove. And a free kick will go the way of the Southern Saints to take it. Rapari. Defensive side of the broadcast wing. Lobs it in the air. It holds up in the breeze. And Mia Ray Clifford cuts across and takes a great grab. Mia Ray Clifford with the footy. Close to centre wing broadcast side. On the right boot. Pumps it long towards true centre half forward. Dropping it but then picking it up off the bounce is Clara Fitzpatrick. Puts it on the right boot. Sets it out for a foot race on the outer side. Got to go as Vesely. Put on the Jets. Then kicked it long. Going up the line. Trying to get front position. But Hannah got punched away from her. And the ball go over the boundary line and out of bounds. The Saints 2-3-15. Carlton 1-3-9. Three and a half minutes gone in this third term. Match analyst is Elise Collette. We were talking earlier about how Carlton would need to make the most of uh, of this breeze in this third term, and they're certainly doing it. They're getting getting the ball forward. They're not quite converting all the time, oh. but... Yeah, Moody, so, lucky oh, kick geez. in that plane straight off the carpet. Puts it into space, trying to run onto it here is Sarah Wright. She immediately gets held up and dumped into the ground by Beck Neves. Thanks for coming. Going in there is Clara Fitzpatrick. Spun around in a circle. Got it to Frankie Hocking, who had to run around three. Hocking on the right boot. Going on the half-back flank. Wing took it away. One bounce. Last disposal rule means a free kick going the way of the Blues. On their half-forward line to take it, Emerson Woods. I'm right. Played for Hawthorne last year in the VFLW. Coming out of the under-18 competition last year. Long ball. Inside 50. No good for the Blues. Telly Lucas Rod. Got it to Drennan. Who gets it further afield. Taking the mark is Vesely. She wants to switch it wide as well. Bahana takes the mark. She's a long way from home. Has Brown... Running onto it in a bit of space. Rapari there as well. Takes it on the half volley. Pops it over the top. Not a great decision. Ball out the back. Sheila applying pressure. Drennan, who's kept going, lays the tackle. And then gets caught by Gemma, right? The umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Attacking side of the centre wing for the Southern Saints. Kicking into the breeze in this third term, which we've travelled five minutes in. The Saints are 2-3-15. Carlton, 1-3-9. Kelly, Wins the tap down for the Saints. Hosking tries to get the handball to Mia Ray Clifford. Eventually ended up in Prince's hands, who gets it towards half forward. Bouncing ball. Olsen under pressure. Collects. Swings around. Steer. It's in space, and she takes the mark defensive side of the broad, uh, the outer wing. 
Stare it with the football in front of the new social rooms here at Frankston. Goes up the line. Oh, got cut off at the last second. Coming through to cut her off was Mia Ray Clifford. Having a great start this third term. Picks up the footy. Bombs it high inside 50. Came off hands. Bramage was lurking around there. Got away from her. Waiting for the ball to pop out as Jarvis. It will not. And the umpire says, I'll ask for the football back, please. And call for a ball up. On the bottom of that deck, look, there was Kassa. And we'll reset 55 metres out from Carlton's goal. They're down by six points. Six minutes gone, third term. One out by Brianne Moody in that ruck contest. Here comes Jess Harney, Jess Hocking, pardon me, who comes on. I was going to say Hardy, because like the Hardy brothers in WWE, she just went kaboom, put her opponent into the ground and said, you're going nowhere. How'd it go again, Pete? Thank you very much. <laughs> the ball goes up in the air. Went out by Moody. In comes Clifford. Comes in, lays the tackle. Sarah Hosking wants to get involved this time. Jumping in there, Abby McKay. All hailing cabs, and the umpire eventually says it's going nowhere. Let's throw up the ball again, 60 metres out from the Carlton goal. So we're underway again, Moody. Palmed it down to Jess Hosking. Couldn't keep control of the footy. Her sister now lays the tackle on Kelly. Trying to spill free there. It's Thompson for the Southern Saints. Eventually... Hosking was able to get her hands on it. Kicks it inside 50. Stevens lost control of it. Opportunity now opens up for O'Neill off halfback for the Southern Saints. A high ball. He's okay. Mark taken out there by Courtney Jones. Defensive side of the outer wing. Had O'Neill in board. Elected not to go in that direction. And instead gets it to Grise. Centre wing on the outer side for the Saints. She goes high towards half forward no one able to take the mark Vogt sitting over the top of it will get a ball up 2-3-15 the Southern Saints leading Carlton 1-3-9 we're seven and a half minutes into the third term on RSN Carnival 2 match analyst Elise Collette yeah, there are, um, Southern Saints are going to have to make the most of this possible opportunity here is this, is this a free kick here yes yes against Cat Phillips for holding on Mia Ray Clifford so Clifford with a footy, gets on the right boot, elects to stick wide, looking for Sarah Hosking, got knocked away from her. Cat Phillips goes in to lay the tackle, ball spilled out free, coming in to lay a tackle again is Jessica Hosking, but it couldn't quite stick on this occasion. Air pass going backwards to Tilly Lucas-Rod, Tilly Lucas-Rod quickly by hand, working it sideways to Jemima Kelly. Kelly going up the line, matches to find Bahana, has to try and break a tackle, gets the hand pass away by being harassed by Mia Ray Clifford. The ball goes one bounce and over. Last disposal rule means a free kick to the Blues. No one's picked up the footy because they've gone, oh, you bounced away. And it's like, no, remember, last disposal rule, even if it's a hand pass, it is a free kick. And it's going the way of Jessica Hosking. She has the football in front of the I Love Frankston sign. Now gets long on the right boot. It's a booming kick. It went 60 metres, being carried by the breeze there. Having to try and pick it up there is Tom. Thompson nearly kicked it into the back of her own teammate there in Stewart, who wasn't expecting it. Ball hit the deck. Half a dozen players are going to jump on it close towards the boundary line. Daily Lucas Wright got a hurry kick out of there. Being met front on as Ellison Brown cleaned up. The umpire said it was fair. Ball bouncing away there from Jarvis, who couldn't pick it up cleanly enough. Drennan wanted to try and get involved for the Southern Saints. Also coming in to lay the tackle there was Courtney Jones. Umpire is circling, circling, circling. He blows the whistle and says there is no opportunity. I'll call for a ball up in the middle of the Ground. Good to see Samantha Johnson back on the ground, and it was ironic that uh, Hosking's sister was in front of the I Love Frankston sign, given they did play for Seaford a few years ago in the VFLW as Mira Clifford shovels the handball out. 
to Sarah Hosking that puts it towards half forward, but it's cut off brilliantly by Fitzpatrick for the Southern Saints. Flicks it wide, was searching for Jones. Kept the ball in play, but not to the Saints' advantage. Blues. Long ball towards half forward. Foot races on boundary line. Beats all colours. Kelly Thompson was the player there. Uh, that will end up with the free kick for the last touch out of bounds rule, which again, no player was really aware of. Ah, uh, Miss Seaford in the competition. They were bogan, but I love them. <laughs> As they kick the ball back into play. Says the boy from Broadway. <laughs> exactly. I'm an expert in the field. <laughs> Brown takes the footy here for... Rather, Drennan for the Saints, kicking long up the line, was trying to find uh, Johnson, came with her hands, bobbled around. Sarah right there, hand pass out, Hosking put it on the right boot, now going long and high, it floats in the breeze, dropping it there was Beck Neves, she came on by, tried to get a little hand pass going to Olsen, Olsen was at her feet, couldn't quite pick it up, Tilly Lucas-Rod jumps in there, umpire circling, may blow the whistle as the ball is on the 50 metre arc, and we'll reset play, our match analyst today is Elise Collette. Uh, at the moment it's, it's very much being played between the 50s, the... Um Particularly the Southern Saints defenders are standing up quite strong here and um, proving a vital um, component to uh, their scoreline so far. As it's taken away by Drennan, kicks into the area of Joffley, who lost it, then had to go back in and lay a tackle. Did well to hold up the player there in Dakis Roth. Now coming out with a quick little hand pass going backwards, trying to get a kick around the corner of Smith. Smith has to go back in and lay a tackle after it got uh, ricocheted off her boot. And the umpire comes in and says that will be a ball up on the bottom of that deck. And giving the football back to the umpire on that occasion was Charlotte Wilson. Ball up, attacking side of the broadcast wing for the Blues. Moody got a fingertip to it, then imposes herself on the contest, tried to extract it. Drennan coming through, got caught. Umpire calls play on. The kick comes the way here of Bahana, who had all sorts of trouble to deal with. Will receive the handball back here, Bahana. Just kicks it up, was searching for Vokes. Bounced awkwardly for her. A high tackle will be paid the way of the Blues. Gemma Wright was dealt with and will get a 50-metre penalty. So Gemma Wright will be will get brought within range, I would suggest, given the significant breeze that's currently behind her back. She's at half forward, just outside of the 50-metre line. Goes inside 50. There's a mark to Carlton. And taking it is Abby McKay. Of course, we saw Abby in that game against uh, Essendon last year at Windy Hill when uh, Darcy Vessio kicked nine goals. And we were impressed with McKay's performance that day for the Blues. Played a couple of AFLW games as well. And just as we wrap her up, she kicks it into the woman on the mark and it dribbles through for a minor score. One Cup. down for commentator's curse. Yep, number three for the day for you. Thank you. One for ten. Carlton trailing the Southern Saints 2-3-15. It's an even game here at Skybus Stadium. As Frankie Hocking runs it out of defence, goes with a booming long kick into the breeze, gets outside the 50-metre arc, and passed quickly off to Cat Phillips, who came out of the pack. Phillips went for a little bit of a run, got it back to Kelly, got it back to Phillips. Phillips on the right boot, very close towards the boundary line, out of bounds on the full. And that is a free kick going the way of Carlton, and ending up with a footy there. Just losing side of the player. I don't think it's Newman Stone out there, but it looked very similar to with the number. Thank you very much, Gert. 
Gerd now with a kick. Long inside 50. Off the hands there of Sarah Wright, who couldn't hang on to it. Hand pass up by Drennan. Got absolutely picked off. Oh, two players got picked off then and ended up by luck for the Saints back in the hands of Phillips, who goes in the Shearlaw direction. Got marked and crashed to ground. Had to get back up again. Kate Shearlaw is at the halfback flank on the outer side of the ground from our broadcast position. Now goes with a low mongrel punt up forward and it gets turned over. And taking it away there is Sarah Hosking, who now kicks it inside 50. Awkward bouncing football. No real intent, no real purpose of the kicks by either side at the moment. Kicking it back there is Kelly Thompson towards the halfback flank. Kath Phillips, who's been racking up the possessions, goes with the hand pass. While in trouble, having to get away, Fiona steer it. Now gave it off, going for the quick run to Lee Lucas. Right kicks up the line and again out of bounds. And a free kick going the way of Colton in front of the scoreboard, which shows the Saints up by five points. So the Blues to bring it back into play. Center wing out of side. Just wait and decide to lob it up towards half forward where nearly every player on the park currently is. Frankie Hocking ended up with ball in hand, just whacked it on the boot in home in towards the middle. Southern Saints have the ball in hand, but there's no one forward of this contest for them. Drennan has to kick it wide towards the boundary line out of side, taken on the half volley by Phillips. High ball towards half forward. Shearlaw running onto it. Has support in uh, Greiser that came out to meet it. She's still going here. Greiser just waxing on the boot. Vacant half forward. Bouncing ball. Stevens bobbled away from her. Jarvis hurriedly gets it on the boot into the hands of Hosking. Got a shove as she took the oh. kick. Jess Hosking up high said play on. Blues still with numbers. They go towards half forward. But getting back there, taking a very nice oh. mark is... Uh, that's uh, Kelly Thompson for the Southern Saints. And she decides to go for the switch. Now working out wide. Taking it is Drennan. Immediately caught. Got the little hand pass away. Now they're out here, the Saints. They go for a run with a long kick inside. 50. One bounce off the chest. Couldn't quite pull it in there as Jackie Voigt manages to lay the tackle, though. And will call for a ball up. I'm flabbergasted by the Sarah Hosky one. A cliche up in the back. The umpire saw it. Guess hashtag practical umpiring. As the umpire will throw the ball up in the yeah, 40 metres out from goal. You can climb a goalpost, though. That's fine. <laughs> Nicholas Stevens kicks it long, only for it to be intercepted. Backing back there. Looks like O'Neill with the footy. Decides to pull the kick. Works out okay. Finds her intended target. With the ball for the Saints is Vesely. Vesely going inside 50. One of the shield or direction didn't get her. Backing back and taking the mark and getting up there. It looks like it might be Emerson Woods in defence. Woods will go for a run. Bramage is on or Jarvis. Goes in the Jarvis direction. Hawking's pushed up the ground. Not knocked away from her hands. Cat Phillips immediately caught. Dispossessed of the football. Going in there, Tilly Lucas Rod. She's caught by Dacus Roth. Dacus Roth had it, then got a little hand pass away. Didn't go anywhere. Smith wanted to go in there. Pickpocketed by one of the Hosking sisters and Jessica. Ball ricocheted to Rapari. Rapari goes inside 50. Awkward bounce for Greiser. Greiser still chasing after it. Gets shoveled off the ball beautifully. In goes Sheila. She wants to lay the tackle. Jarvis kicks it away here for the Blues. It goes towards the halfback flank on the scoreboard side of the ground. We're 45 metres out from the Saints goal. Taking it and running on is Thompson. Thompson flying. Shot at goal is away to the left. And will register as a minor score. 2-4-16, the Saints. Carlton 1-4-10. 17 minutes gone, third term. RSN Carnival 2, Digital Radio. Stevens will bring the ball back into play once she goes and retrieves it as she hurdles the fence. Retrieves the footy. Handballs it back in. Hurdles over the fence. 
And now takes the ball on the goal square. Doing all their own work there. Nicholas Stevens, one of Carlton's AFLW stars. Of course, spent the first season with Collingwood in the AFLW before coming across. Carlton have it through Forks off half back. Hawking flew. Was unable to bring it in. Bromwich gets it over the top to Sarah Hosky in space on the centre wing broadcast side. Goes towards centre half forward. Over the back, Sarah Wright. Brianne Moody now arriving forward pocket up against the fence. She puts it out on the full into the tree, over the road, into the park and into the lake. And because there is no time on... We've got a spare ball. They are very lucky for that. Otherwise, the clock would have really ticked away. And and I'm off to uh, go and get a Sharon. (laughs) Just waiting for a kid in the neighbourhood to ride by (laughs) the BMX bike going, footy! (laughs) They used to do that at Princess Park back in the day. As the kick is back into play, very close to the boundary line, one bouncing over. But because it is in the 50-metre area, that means it's a throw-in, not a last disposal rule, as now even one of the trainers has to jump the fence and get the footy. Can't get any help today. As 18 and a half minutes have gone by in this third term. One goal lead to the Saints. The Blues with the breeze in this quarter. Low scoring game here at Skybus Stadium. Ball is thrown back into play. Newman Stone to do the rucking here for the Saints. Ball bounced. Not taken away by any player. Clean disposal. Now it's Phillips that gets to it. Chain of hand passes. Got across to Vesely. Pull on the boot. The Blues won't be worried about that because one bounce and over means last disposal going in Carlton's favour. And Nat Plain picks it up. And watch for Sarah Hosking who all of a sudden doesn't have an opponent. Now picks one up because Plain did take too long. So Plain with it. She is 65 metres out from home. Flat knuckle punt going inside. 50 off the hands of Ramage. Couldn't quite hang on to it. Falls into space. Plain put on her backside. Uh, not playing rather. It was um, Burns that got put on her backside. And the umpire comes in and says, I'll call for a ball up. So we're 35 metres out from Carlton's goal. They trail by six points. 45 seconds remaining in the quarter. Need a goal from this opportunity here, Carlton. They probably won't get it. Johnson releases the handball out. Kick from Jones. Was almost cut off by Stevens. Southern Saints have done well. Rapari under pressure. Gets the handball out to Jones, still on half-back. Now they get a kick towards the middle of the ground. Taking it is Vogt. Oh, there's a free player out wide. Bahana takes it. Flicks the handball back to Vogt, who kept running, kept going at half-forward. She'll put it inside 50. Into space, Jolliffe chasing after it. On her hammer is Dacus Rolfos. She just danced her way beautifully there. Jolliffe, centering ball for the Southern Saints. Offhands, geez, Rapari kept going. Got brought down just as a siren goes, but she's run all the way from half back into the forward pocket to create that opportunity. Unfortunately, time expired, and the Southern Saints head into three-quarter time. 2-4-16, Carlton 1-4-10. And at least just on that last play, I don't think Joffley was aware of how much time was left on the clock because it was a danger to try and centre it because the siren could have sounded beforehand when it would have been risky on that angle, but she probably should have had a shot. Yeah, I reckon she might have had the shot if she knew that there was less than a minute left, but... Yeah, it was it was good to see that the Southern Saints finally getting it forward. They only had maybe three inside fifties for the entire term and just weren't able to convert, even though the breeze did die down a bit that term. So two four sixteen the Saints, Carlton one four ten, it is six points the difference. This is going to be a difficult uh, situation here for Carlton. That means at least two scoring shots into the breeze to win this game. But I don't think it's beyond question. I think we've seen both sides 
up the non-scoring end of the ground. They've had opportunities. Um, Southern Saints in the first and third quarter, Carlton in the second term. They created opportunities inside that 50 up the left-hand end of the ground, the Port Phillip Bay end. So I don't have a question mark about them getting it there. It's more about the execution once they've got ball in hand because both sides, that's what's let them down today. Once they've got it to the 50, actually hitting up a target and making the most of it has let them down. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Coxie, goal kickers at three-quarter time. Alison Brown and Caitlin Greiser with the two goals for the Southern Saints. Nat Plain, the only goal kicker so far for Carlton, sees the score at three-quarter time. 2-4-16, the Southern Saints leading the Blues. 1-4-10 here on RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au RSN 927's got your ticket out of winter. The ultimate Darwin Adventure competition is back. You and a friend could be heading north for the Great Northern Darwin Cup Carnival. The prize is worth over six grand, including tickets to the Qantas Gala Ball and access to the exclusive atrium. The Great Northern Darwin Cup Day. Keep listening for the Darwin code words every weekday. Then get your name in the draw. Look for the ultimate Darwin Adventure at rsn.net.au. Inside Racing, the official magazine of Racing Victoria and Australia's best monthly racing information source. Inside the May issue, a sensational cover story on Winx. Stephen Howe looks back at her fabulous four Cox Plate wins. There are tributes to Trevor McKee, Mick Burles, John McNair and the mighty Redoute's Choice. As well as a review of the Sydney Easter yearling sale and a wrap of the new season's race dates. Plus the industry section for trainers and jockeys. Subscribe to Inside Racing. Call customer first 1300 139 401 for advertising 1300 783 111. G'day, can I get you anything? Um, yeah, another beer, thank you. Yep. Stop. Right, sir, the result of the preliminary breath test indicates that your breath contains alcohol. I now require you to accompany me to a testing vehicle for the purpose. Police are out to make sure you think twice about how you drive. So before you drive after having a few drinks, think of them. Towards zero... TAC. The Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum of the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum, taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. RSN Carnival 2. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. On the VFL Women's Match of the Day, it's the Southern Saints and Carlton here on RSN Carnival 2. The Saints 16, Carlton 10. It's one goal in it, but the Saints are kicking with the breeze in this uh, final term. Matthew Cox. Yes, uh, it'll be a very interesting final term here at uh, Skybus Stadium. As we said, uh, the Saints currently hold a six-point advantage and uh, 
It'll be an interesting term because it's been a fairly even contest. I think you made the point in that third term release that it's been played largely between the arcs. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it should be a, a, an interesting quarter of footy. It's going to be who will win that first clearance and get that first score on the board. I think it'll be crucial to the development of the game. Yeah, completely agree. And, yeah... The Saints have, if yeah, the Saints have definitely got to make the most of the breeze here in this term, and yeah, the Carlton defence have just got to uh, stand up and um, yeah, um, restrict the ball going inside fifty. Going to keep name dropping here at uh, Skybus Stadium. Have spotted Darcy Vessia running around, uh, giving some instructions to the forward set up at uh, Carlton, heading towards the Port Phillip Bay end, which is the. Uh, end that the breeze is coming from, so they'll uh, be kicking against it in the final term. As I always say with Darcy Vessio, unofficial world champion of Mad Mondays. <laughs> 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 and uh, on, on that note, and I think you may have said you spotted Brie Davey uh, walking around yeah, in the ground. Uh, she's here. There's uh, plenty of stars walking around the ground. And you know what? There's one thing as well. When you see um, when you see uh, uh, Tilly Lucas Rod wearing the uh, black, white and red, you go, geez, it makes you miss the sharks. Makes you miss the sharks, but I'm not missing the Peanut Farm Reserve because imagine standing there on a day like today, Pete. Oh, I, I loved it. It was five minutes up the road for me. It was fantastic. We're, we're, on, we're on a little plastic table yeah. exposed to all the elements. But the crowd was good. The hospitality was great. And when the hot cha- dogs were good. And when champions like Penny Lucas, uh, Ro- uh, Penny Keeler Reed, pardon me, <laughs> Penny Lucas Rod, where the hell am I going? <laughs> Penny Keeler Reed. Uh, is putting out um, the witch's hats for you while you're trying to w- move out the uh, extension cord. So 20 metres of extension cord in the club room so you can call the gate from the boundary line. Good old uh, Peanut Farm Reserve. They've actually undergone a redevelopment there too. They've got new uh, social facilities, I believe. <laughs> I go under it, they're putting commentary facilities. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> to get us underway for the final turn before I lose my marbles, here's Matthew Cox. Oh, we already lost that. Long ago. Yeah. About five years ago when I first started calling alongside you, Peters, the ball is tossed up, Moody, palmed it down. Plane is caught by Drennan, the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. The middle of Skybus Stadium. This round three encounter of the Swiss Wellness VFLW season. Mirai Clifford was being held, the umpire... Didn't see it the same way. Phillips emerges from it. Tried to get it to Fitzpatrick. Went over her head. Blues with an opportunity to respond. They've coughed it up. Taking it away now is O'Neill. Ball towards half forward is good. Voke takes the mark. She's about 80 metres from home. Phillips was running past. Ignores that. It's going to have to bomb it long. That's exactly what she does. Goes over the head of Shearlaw. Has space to run onto it. Snaps it for a goal. It's to the right-hand side. Minus score, 2-5-17, the Southern Saints, 1-4-10, Carlton. Might be a handy point there, Pete. Indeed, as we wait for the ball to come back into play, Hosking goes for a run, goes long. It's a flattish kick, though. Was trying to find Dacus Roth, got knocked out of her hands, moved it forward to Gemma Wright. Wright going up the line, just at the feet there of Thompson. A kittle on the carpet, Bramage goes in there, went through her legs, got the footy back again, got spun around. Nicholas Stevens was in there, ball spilled out, though, for the kick around the corner by O'Neill. Intercepted, though, Wright with a kick, didn't go too far. Hands and knees stuffed there by Dacus Roth, immediately sat upon by 
avoid and the umpire comes in and calls for a ball up. We have gone two minutes into this final term. Saints lead by seven points here on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio and via the VFL app and WARFradio.com. Ball bobbling around there. Coming in there is Drennan. Can't quite squeeze the football out. Wanting to try and pick it up and going through there is Abby McKay. McKay had it momentarily. Quick little hand pass away. Coming through is Alison Brown. Brown knocked down. Then going in there is Cat Phyllis. Phyllis win with a hand pass backwards. Now trying to through Johnson. Johnson popped it high. Now taking it out the back and running on for goal with the left no, boot is no, Mahana. No, no, coming back. Pushing the back, says the umpire. We bring it back. Score will not register. And it will be a Carlton free kick 25 metres out from their defensive goal. And it'll be one of the Hosking sisters to take it as she's just being lined up on the mark. This is Jess Hosking. Oh, the kick. She's juggling it there, Mia Ray Clifford, using all her energy to trap that ball in. Now she puts a wobbly one towards half-back. Went through hands, Stevens. Came off, and we should get a ball up. No, it dribbles over the boundary line and out of play. So we'll throw it in. Three gone, final term. RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio. Also through WARFradio.com and through the VFL app as well. A reminder, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, WARF Radio. Search for that. Or Women's Australian Rules Football Radio with, with Carlton now at centre half back. Tracking the ball is Wilson. Kick smothered. Rapari paddles it forward. Southern Saints through Tilly Lucas. Rod get it inside. Attacking 50. Awkward bouncing ball for Bahana. Will dribble through for another minor score. 2 6 18 now the Southern Saints. They lead by eight points. Carlton 1 4 10. Three and a half gone in the final term. No one's touched that. So it's going to come straight back for the Southern Saints. They're about 60 metres from home on the broadcast side. Cat Phillips with the resulting free kick. Looking for options. Slow jog by Shearlaw towards the pocket. Elects to go for the goal square. Joffley's lurking around there. So as Bahana went over their head and waiting at the back to clear it up there is Hosking. And that is Jessica Hosking who pumps it long, standing tall there. Neil dropped it, plain, brought to ground. And it's all going to be wrapped up. And again, the umpire will call for a ball up. Time is the Saints' friend at the moment, as we've gone four minutes into this final term. The more the clock gets chewed up, the better it is for the Saints, the worse it is for the Blues. The umpire will reset and will go again. Up in the contest this time, watch. Went in the rack, won it down. Drennan gave it up to Mia Ray Clifford, who kicked it up the line. Fitzpatrick hustled off the football by Ramage. Then out to Sarah Wright. Kicked it in board, but taken away by Tilly Lucas Rod, who picked it up off the ground. Lucas Rod went over the head of several players with the kick as it went inside 50. Bouncing football near the pocket. And it's all going to be wrapped up as the cavalry arrives. Drennan with a little bit of a push. Oh, the umpire's coming in, said, holding the football here. Interesting call. And Tara Bahana gets the resulting free kick. Bahana is 50 metres out from home. Shula with the lead, ignored. He kind of says, Bahana, I'm going to go long. Going to pump it on the left. Going to go for the goal square. And flying through the air with Stevens, who just helps it on its way through for a point. 2-7-19, the Saints. Carlton, 1-4-10. Hosking takes the mark inside defensive 50 for the Blues. This is Sarah. 
She puts it up towards Mia Ray Clifford, just fell short of her. She's had to trap it in. The umpire says no prior, I'll ball it up. 2-7-19, the Saints. They lead by nine points. 1-4-10, Carlton. Approaching six minutes in the final term on RSN Carnival 2 on your digital radio. Johnson flicks the handball off to Jones, who pops it into attacking 50. Cleared the pack, but it went through for another minor score. Now a 10-point lead the way of the Southern Saints. They're kicking with the breeze in this final term. Jess Hosking running out of defence. The defensive goal square was searching for Gemma Wright. Ball off hands, being paddled towards the line. Tilly Lucas Rod tries to hold things up for the Southern Saints. Traps the ball in. And it should be balled up and is just inside attacking 50 on the broadcast side. Match analyst Elise Collette. Uh, going off what you were saying before, Pete, the uh, the time time is definitely the Saints in the Saints' favour here. The, the ball hasn't even travelled down to the Carlton forward line once yet this term, and the Saints have just got to keep it down this end, and they'll um that'll go a whole a whole way to um seeing them win the game. Umpire takes the ball back, and we'll call for another ball up. Run on the 50 metre arc, and out by Rhiannon Watts. Heavy traffic at the moment is trying to pick the football up. There is Johnson who hurriedly puts it on the boot but puts it out of bounds. And the four will mean a resulting free kick going the way of Jessica Hosking. Jess Hosking with the football. Five metres around from the right-hand point post. They need someone who can take the game on, challenge and try and break it open. Oh, and this is it. Jess Hosking takes on the player on the mark but kicks it straight into a pack. Not the ideal situation. And taking a nice mark there, Rhiannon Watt has a player on in the pocket. Ignores that. Goes towards the top of the goal square. Looking for Sheila. Ball got out the back door. Quick hurried hand pass away. Nicholas Stevens just put it on the left boot. Dangerous spot in the central corridor. If the uh, Saints can work it out through Johnson. Got it across to Cat Phillips. Quickly went by hand to Rapari. Rapari worked it sideways to Voigt. Voigt tried to get it moving. Pickpocketed there by Hosking. Put it on the right boot. Went towards centre half back. Coming in to lay the tackle there is Emerson Woods. Tries to force the turnover. Ball still at centre half back here for the Blues. As a pack of half a dozen quickly forms, the umpire will call for a ball up. At least, though, for Carlton, they find a way to get out of their back 50. Yeah, they've got out of that pigeonhole at the moment. They've just got to get it forward. With 12 minutes remaining in this final turn, they trail by 10 points. Ball spills free in the direction of the Southern Saints. Lost at O'Neill in the contest. And the ball is all wrapped up as Sarah Hosking applies the tackle. We're on the edge of the centre square outer side. It is favouring the Southern Saints. As we recommence, neither Ruck could get to it. Handball over the top from Rhiannon Watt. Will favour the Southern Saints. Jones, long ball inside. 50 is swallowed by Nicola Stevens, who switches it towards the broadcast side. It's a bouncing ball, and importantly, it stays within the arc. I thought it was going to roll out. Now it is taken out, and we'll get a boundary throw in. Doing well there, Dacus Roth, Isabel Dacus Roth for the Blues. And it sees a boundary throw in just inside attacking 50. Grandstand side of Skybus Stadium here in Frankston. The Southern Saints with a 10-point lead. Watt won the tap down. Moody tracking the ball, couldn't get her hands on it. Rapari, oh, she got knocked over in the contest. 
coming through Drennan. She couldn't get to it. Jarvis hovering over the top of the footy. The umpire's going to come in and sort it out. We're 40 out from goal directly in front for the Southern Saints. They're 2-8-20, leading Carlton 1-4-10. Umpire sees who the rucks are that are going to nominate. It'll be Watt versus Moody. Taken out by Sheilor, in fact. Hand pass away. Maybe held without the football there was Johnson. The umpire agreed. So Samantha Johnson for the Southern Saints will take her time and will probably bomb long. She'll be kicking from about 49 metres out here at Skybus Stadium in Frankston. Creeps in, 48 metres, unloads. It's away to the right and out of bounds in the full. It may not score, but in all kinds of facts, it's it's not bad result for the Saints because that means... The Blues have to go get the ball. They've got to try and kick it further back up the line on the wrong side of the ground for them because the ball will keep blowing towards the boundary. Still a favourable result. It is. Oh, and, and Moody's coughed it up. Greiser dribbling ball across the face. Still in play. Jolliffe up against the boundary line. Can't do much with it. We'll throw it in. At least at the moment, the Blues are struggling to find to get their way to the other side of the ground, which will open it up for them. They've already chewed 10 minutes on the clock. Yeah, they um... They always, when they try and kick it out, they always seem to find that Southern Saints defender, or forward, I should say, and looks like it's going to be free here. No, I or think we're going to get a re-throw. Ah. Yes, that's what's going to happen. So it fell wide of the rucks, so we get it back into play. Moody and Shearlaw going at it. Again, just fell a touch short for them. Here's Greiser, top of the square. Oh, just to the left-hand side. Minor score for the Southern Saints. 2-9-21. They lead Carlton 1-4-10 as Stevens brings the ball back into play. And the kick, though, is intercepted with a big mark taken by Kelly O'Neill. O'Neill pulls the kick, tries to wait it. Sheila rejected by Nicholas Stevens, though the bounce is favourable to Void off the side of the boot from 40 metres out directly in front. That's game over. The Saints 3-9-27, Carlton 1-4-10, 12 minutes gone final term. Yeah, it was uh, good to see that uh, Southern Saints finally got reward for all that effort and because the, the ball's been in their 50 pretty much the entire term. It was a good defense, um, good intercept there from O'Neill and she was able to kick it in and they're finally on the board. They do get reward for effort, the Southern Saints, with a 17-point lead now here at Skybus Stadium. Looking for their second win of the Swiss Wellness VFL women's season. They defeated Collingwood by quite a handy margin back in round one. Went down to the Northern Territory Thunder last weekend up at TIO Stadium in the Territory as Hosking's caught. For the Blues, it's their second loss in a row. Oh, Hosking just gave a bit of treatment there to Olivia Vesely. Oh, until the Rod got stuck into her. And Vesely will receive... The free kick in the middle of Skybus Stadium. Out wide has O'Neill. Decides to ignore that and go towards Sheilor at half forward. Over her head, here's Jess Hosking now. Oh, she got stripped. And a free kick will go the way of Kate Sheilor. She's a long way from home. Had a player in the pocket. Ignored that. Now has Tilly Lucas Rod on the flank. Oh. She received a free kick. 
pops it to the top of the square. Right, couldn't trap it in. Handball out here to Shearlaw. The kick ricocheted off right for Carlton. Gets pushed towards the outer side. Brown up against the fence. Handballs are back into play. Voigt got the handball over to Vesely, who puts it on its way. Top of the goal square. Pat collides. Jolliffe coming in. Got the handball to Tilly Lucas. Rod and puts her first goal through in Saints colours. Well, they're, they're I, running away with it now here, the Southern Saints. 4-9-33, plays 1-4-10, 14 gone, final term, RSN Carnival 2. And at least it looks like the Carlton defenders were protesting, one of them saying it clipped my forearm on the way through, the umpire not buying into it. I um, didn't say that, so, yeah, um, you've just, you've just got to, um, there's not really much point protesting, because, yeah, the umpires are supposed to be in the best position to see what happens, and... Yeah. <laughs> Except the Tilly Lucas Rod one, which they messed up earlier with that. Because I found out it wasn't a free kick. If you actually watch the signal from the umpire, it wasn't chopping the arms. He signaled Mark. I think he blew the whistle too early. And the umpire has blown the whistle here to signal an infringement against Carlton for not having the 6-6-6 in time. And it's a Saints ball. So Jemima Kelly goes long, works out okay, spots up the intended target here at about 60 metres out from home. It's Brown who goes long, trying to run onto a Joffrey kitchen. She get the ball in time before it goes through for a point. No, she will not get there in time. Minus score, 4-10-34, the Saints. Carlton, 1-4-10. In other words, 15, uh, pardon me, 14 scoring shots to five as we hit 15-minute mark in oh. the final term. Oh, they've made a mess of this. Nicholas Stevens trying to come back in. Greiser on her hammer. Stevens had to chase it up again. Going in to try and meet the football is Jones. Jones harassed. Rapari comes in, lays the bump. Rapari got it out, trying to get the kick away. Vesely got brought to ground, lost control of the football. Jessica Hosking with Sarah Hosking with the hand pass to find Jessica missed her hurry kick trying to find Sarah Wright one bounce over the boundary line and out of bounds made an absolute mess of that Nicola Stevens kick smothered as she brought the ball back into play by Greiser couple of former muggers there but they didn't play with each other as Kelly wins the tap down into the hands of Jones at half forward that kick well wide will go out on the full and a free kick will go the way of the Blues, and Stevens will have another chance to reset for Carlton. 4-10-34, plays 1-4-10, with four minutes left on the clock in this final term. The Southern Saints lead. Ball is tapped over the boundary line and out of play inside. The Southern Saints attacking 50, and that's where it's been all quarter, at least Colette, our match analyst today. Uh, yeah, very true. The... Carlton, yeah, well, lucky that time that it bounced just the right side of the 50 for them, so it wasn't a free kick to the Southern Saints. Moller's thrown back into play. Coming out to try and meet it then. Moody. Sarah Hosking. Her kick is out of bounds and the full taken away by the breeze. And Kelly Thompson gets the resulting free kick here for the Southern Saints. 70 metres out from goal. Goes inside 50 with the kick. Moody put the hands up. Now to Sarah Hosking, who received it originally from Jessica Hosking. Jessica Hosking comes in to lay the tackle. Trying to harass Greiser. Greiser goes in for a second crack at the footy. Wraps up her Carlton opponent. And the umpire will call for the ball back. So we're 25 metres around for the Southern Saints goal. They will be taking out victory today. They lead by four goals with three minutes remaining in the final term. Ball goes high in the air for Greiser and Moody. Moody won it down. Joffrey tried to charge her way through. Coming in to lay the tackle, Jessica Hosking. 
And again, we'll reset play. Just a reminder, we're on air next Saturday from 1pm at Victoria Park for Collingwood and the NT Thunder. And then on Sunday morning from 10.30am, it is Geelong versus the Western Bulldogs, courtesy of GoFooty.Live, that you'll hear on RSN Carnival 2. Hosking's taken over the boundary line and out of play by Jolliffe. will throw it in. Forward pocket. Broadcast side of the ground for the Southern Saints. Have been... Accurate on the scoreboard in this final term, kicking with the breeze. Just helped set up a match-winning position for them. Greiser won the tap down. Stevens though, receives the handball for the Blues. And up and under kick. It'll fall out on the full. Free kick will go the way of the Southern Saints. Another opportunity to go inside 50. Kelly Thompson with ball in hand. Goes wide with the kick. Oh, it's a Grizer paddled it beautifully to Rapari, but just couldn't gain control of it. It's in the forward pocket. She picks it up here, Rapari, wheels back in board. Tilly Lucas Rod coming through. Had Bohanna, who got the handball to Jolliffe. Carlton under pressure on the last line of defence. Hosking trying to navigate her way through traffic. Jarvis under all sorts of pressure as well. Borg in there releases the kick and mark taken by Wright. And Wright immediately gets caught. Had to cough it up. Nat playing went into heavy traffic. Picked up the footy. Trying to get a hurry kick away. Only for it to be intercepted. Trying to dance around here and get a kick away while under pressure is Voigt. Got it towards the top of the goal square. At the feet there of Greiser who couldn't pick it up. Ball squeezed out to Jessica Hosking. Hosking settles. Then goes for the kick. Almost picked off here by Kelly Thompson. Play takes it away now for Carlton. Kicks it in towards the middle of the ground. Foot race on. Who can get to her first? Abby McKay. Then a little toe poker along the ground if you don't mind by Monday. Monday wants to try and chase it up. Can she do so? Fighting with it is Clara Fitzpatrick. And the umpire says it's all locked up at the feet of Fitzpatrick. And we'll call for a ball up. Match analyst Elise Collette. Yeah, it's good to see Carlton have finally managed to get it to their, their side of the, of the ground uh, past the centre. But I think time's going to beat them here to for them to actually register a score. Plane is caught by two. Yeah, sorry, Pete. Yeah, I was going to say, failed to take off their plane. As the umpire, hang on, says, thank you, Moody. Plane caught going nowhere by Phillips, and the umpire says we'll reset play once again. So the Southern Saints will be victorious today at Skybus Stadium. Two wins for the season to date from their three rounds as hovering on the outside Prins for Carlton got caught Brown released the kick for the Southern Saints in towards the middle of the ground they get it to Drennan who got caught by Hosking but it doesn't matter the Southern Saints victorious today 4-10-34 defeating Carlton 1-4-10 and it was that final term where they finally impacted the scoreboard at least Colette that got them over the line yeah, very true. The ball was in there 98% of the quarter, and um, yeah, they weren't accurate with the um, with their kicks, but didn't matter in the end. A comprehensive quarter, comprehensive win. Indeed, it is for the Southern Saints. They moved to a two and one record. Defeating Collingwood in the opening round, losing to the NT Thunder up in Darwin last week, but now getting back on the winner's board. For Carlton, from uh, having a bye in the opening round, they have now had loss and loss and heavy losses as well. Uh, losing in round one to the Casey Demons and now losing here to the Southern Saints. Not an ideal start for the Blues. 
No, it's not, but they were encouraging signs from them today. As I think Elise pointed out throughout the game, it, the game was played very much between the arcs for most of the first half and even to a certain extent the third quarter as well. It was only the final term that the Southern Saints were able to get on top and capitalise on the breeze that they were kicking with in that final term. So encouraging signs for the Blues. They don't come away with the four points, but uh, they can take a lot out of the game with some of that young talent coming through. And I'm liking for the Southern Saints is the versatility that they've got and the players they've been able to run through. The ruck, for example, Rhiannon Watt uh, doing uh, the ruck role along with Jemima Kelly. I thought Kelly was very good all day today. We saw on the forward line they started to mix it around. Instead of relying on Greiser and Bahanna, which they did in the opening game of the season, today they tried to go with Kate Shearlaw and see what they could get out of her. I thought Shearlaw was probably a little bit more effective when she came further up the ground rather than being deeper in the forward line. And Kat Phillips started to really rack up possessions in the second half of the match. Yeah, she did. She was uh, getting a lot of the ball off half-back and along the wing position um, and uh, using the ball very, very well. Clara Fitzpatrick was prominent again as well. Alison Drennan, Alison Brown, the usual suspects now for the Southern Saints, even though it's only their second year in a VFLW program. Um, so, yes, it was uh, a good performance by them. And also, Tilly Lucas-Rod, I thought, had a very good game for her. First one in the Saints' colours, uh, getting a goal in the final quarter as well. Reward for effort for her. So here at Skybus Stadium, the final score, 4-10-34, the Southern Saints, Carlton 1-4-10. We might take this opportunity to take a quick break and we'll return in a moment as part of our post-game show here on the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Need a new car battery? RACB comes to you seven days a week. Book your installation online in just minutes and they'll do the rest. To book, visit racv.com.au slash batteries. For the big game this weekend, here's where to meet up. The Mail Exchange Hotel. Five minutes walk from Marvel Stadium. Ales, wine, superb food and tap terminals. The Mail Exchange Hotel. It's where the footy fans meet up. Corner Burke and Spencer Streets, City. Opposite the steps at Southern Cross Station. If you love the caravan lifestyle, you want to keep your camper, pop-top or caravan in top condition. So head to the Bayswater Jayco Service Division. The workshop team are experts in servicing and repairs, including warranty and insurance work. And they can fit your new Bayswater Jayco accessories too. Why not book in for a service today and be ready for the road with Bayswater Jayco. Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater and at bayswaterjayco.com.au. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. The Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And I've 95 points and they should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. It's a bit of a dogged win in the end because we're a pretty young group and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run over the top of us, but that wasn't the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au. That's why football is. Or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927. Analog, digital and streaming. 
Morris Den 927's got your ticket out of winter. The ultimate Darwin Adventure competition is back. You and a friend could be heading north for the great northern Darwin Cup Carnival. The prize is worth over six grand, including tickets to the Qantas Gala Ball and access to the exclusive atrium. The Black Northern Darwin Cup Day. Keep listening for the Darwin code words every weekday. Then get your name in the drawer. Look for the ultimate Darwin Adventure at rsn.net.au. RSN Carnival 2 is the Was the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio where the Southern Saints 4-10-34 defeated Carlton 1-4-10. Peter Holton, Matthew Cox and Elise Collette with you and Coxie, the goal kickers at full time. Yeah, for the Southern Saints, we had four individual goal kickers today. Alison Brown with one. Jackie Vogt. Vogt. How do we say that? I'm correctly? going with Vogt. Vogt. Um, took one. Uh, sorry, got one. Tilly Lucas-Rod with one and Caitlin Greiser with one as well for the Southern Saints. Whilst for the Blues, Nat Plain was their only goal kicker coming in the second quarter of the game. 4-10-34, the Southern Saints defeating the Carlton Blues, 1-4-10. And let's get some uh, final scores from down at Oval where the Casey Demons were taking on Williamstown. It was at one stage... Williamstown leading the Casey Demons, and then they started to run away with it from there. The final score in that game, as we uh, click on the score, uh, is 48 to 13. Their stats actually stopped part way through, so we can't see the exact goals, but 48 to 13, 35 point win in the end for the Casey Demons, and that means uh, the Casey Demons sit alone at the top of the VFLW ladder. Three wins, no losses. Yeah, and they've been run close. They were run close in the opening round against Essendon. They uh, had a good victory last weekend against the Blues, but then uh, were challenged in the first half today at Downer Oval. Obviously, weather would have been playing a role at Windy Williamstown, but uh, they were able to stamp their authority in the second half and get the victory at the end of the day. I'll go through for everyone's thoughts, but this is how the top six should look once you add in the Southern Saints victory. It's a top six this year out of the uh, 13th instead of the top four like last year. Casey Demons will sit on top with three wins, no losses. The Western Bulldogs with a strong percentage sitting in second, two wins, no losses after only playing two games. Richmond, two win, no losses, sitting in third position. Sitting in fourth, but Scott Gowans would be happy with that. Three, after three games, two wins, one loss for Melbourne University. The NT Thunder will probably be sitting fifth with uh, two wins, no losses. The Southern Saints will probably now move up into sixth position after uh, their three games with two wins, one loss. Collingwood will be sitting just outside the sixth in seventh position with uh, two wins and one loss. Hawthorne currently sits in eighth, one win, two losses. Behind Hawthorne in ninth, Geelong, one win, two losses. Essendon at the moment sits in tenth position with a zip and three record. Behind them, the Darabin Falcons with a zip and three record. Then Carlton and Williamstown brings up the bottom of the table. So mouthful, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just uh, also spotted uh, currently behind us, uh, Mick McDonald, Sarah Perkins and Emma Carney. So we've had almost everyone here at uh, Skybus Stadium, I think, this morning. Absolutely. Is there a name that we haven't yet uh, called out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. The, cav- the cavalcade of AFLW stars. 
I look at the ladder at the moment and I wonder the rest of the season. Let, let's look at from the bottom. Uh, from what we've seen from Williamstown in the first couple of games, including that GWS game, I can't see Williamstown challenging for the finals unless all of a sudden they get recruits left, right and centre, whether under-18s or otherwise. I just can't see them. No, and I don't think they're aiming for that either. I think with the conversation that we had with uh, Steve Soulsby last weekend, the footy manager at Williamstown, and also Amy Catterall the week before, they're very much going down the development path this season. So uh, it's going to be incremental uh, gains, which I think they would be happy with the first half today. And as I speak, the uh, ladder just updated itself automatically to show the Southern right? States. Uh, close. they not sixth, but jumped to fifth. Just on percentage, they edged the NT Thunder at the moment. But Carlton is sitting in second last. Zipping two. Still another, what, uh, 12 games on their schedule. Can't write them out yet, but they're not off to a great start. But they've got players to come back. They've got players to come back and it's a very different program to probably uh, most clubs in the competition given that they're very much focused on the development aspect of things rather than necessarily a win-loss ratio. Darabin Falcons are zipping three at the moment. Two frustrating losses and it got smashed yesterday. They've got a hard road to try and sneak into six, which I think is probably going to be their best bet they're going to be aiming for. Essen at the moment zipping three. Two close losses and then of course getting smashed by Richmond yesterday. They've got the experience to turn it around. I can't see them fighting for a top three or four spot, but can't write them out yet of four, five, or six. No, can't write them out, but I don't think you can write them in either. I think they're still a very young team, and they'll be inconsistent. As you said, two good performances, and then the the drop-off yesterday. I think that's going to be the tail of their season. Geelong, a 1-2 and two record at the moment. Only a tight win over Essendon. So, not impressive, but still in the hunt. Hawthorne at the moment, after turning things around, one win outside. So, they're lurking. That's what I'll say. And, they, and they've and they got a lot of guns to come back in. So, they're, they're lurking. They're, they're lurking. There. Collingwood at the moment, one win outside. Um, again, they could even get as high as the number one position once they get cracking. Chloe Malloy back in next week. The true tale of the tape is next week, actually, it will be six versus seven, Collingwood and the NT Thunder. That will start to give us a bit of an insight to where both sides could be lining up come the end of the season. Yeah, that should be a cracking match at Victoria Park. Hopefully the weather holds out and we get a good contest because it was a ripping game between those two sides on uh, multiple occasions last year at Vic Park and then the preliminary final as well. And our other match of the day, of course, courtesy of GoFooty.live on the Sunday, uh, Geelong and the Western Bulldogs. As we said, Geelong 1-2 and two at the moment against Western Bulldogs who have had very ugly wins, but wins nonetheless. That, again, we'll get to see where both of those sides truly sit. Yeah, it will be a great indication. And as you said, I'm not convinced with the Western Bulldogs at the moment, but again, they've got a lot of players to come back in as well. And a game that is actually happening on Saturday morning. I actually wanted to call that game as a double header with the Collingwood NT Thunder, but we're just a bit short-staffed at the moment to be able to get enough commentators to do two games at once, let alone the one game. But third and fourth play next week, Richmond and Melbourne Uni at Arden Street Oval. It'll be an interesting game. A very interesting game. That will start to sort things out. Yeah. If the Tigers win, they'll probably move into second spot, maybe. Melbourne Uni win. All of a sudden, they leapfrog Richmond. Melbourne Uni lose, depending on results below them, that could slip down a couple of spots. So that that's those couple of games, Collingwood NT Thunder and Richmond Melbourne Uni, will start to shake things out on the ladder. And we're only, what, a month into, in, into the season? 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And guess what the other game is? Uh, you've got a first versus fifth game, Casey versus the Southern Saints. Should be a good Which, game. And they're probably even in terms of their list at the moment. Should be a fairly tight affair, that game. Absolutely. You've got games that are going to really start to shake out the top six to find out, right, who who's really in the hunt for the double chance and who's... Who I wouldn't say fighting for their life, but who's the one that's just trying to keep the other sides at bay out of the six? Yes, then it'll be an interesting, again, first season that we've had the top six in play, um, and it'll be a curious, especially towards the back end of the year, when, we, when the AFLW clubs start to get their uh, high-profile talent back, how many games they play, what impact they have... That'll help shape the season. And as we saw last year, I think the Bulldogs were in contention until the final few weeks, but Debbie Lee made it very clear that they were just going on development, so weren't necessarily going for the win. So, again, if that mindset starts to to play... And, of course, um, if you look at Collingwood's perspective, they're still searching for a senior coach, so what change that will bring when uh, that gets locked in, which would assume... I would assume would be in the next couple of weeks. And, of course, the, the issue we actually haven't talked about in any of the pre-game shows, but we'll have to talk about very quickly, of course, um, and it's 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 the number one issue. Beck Goddard, it's a case of she just missed out on the Gold Coast gig, was out of the running in the first round of interviews for the Collingwood gig, and, and it begs the question, it's like, this woman won the inaugural premiership. You know, it's it's not easy to find a premiership coach in the AFLW because the other two are employed. She's not employed. Why don't you want the premiership coach? But not, well, not only that, her CV prior to AFLW is also very impressive in women's footy. And as well with basketball, assistant coach and added a title in the uh, WNBL with Canberra. And you're scratching your head going, what's the issue? So it makes me wonder, it makes me question... They've obviously got someone that they consider to be either of a higher profile or of a higher talent and skill set for that particular role because to overlook a premiership coach in the inaugural season who was managing a side that was essentially split between two states, that's hard enough in itself, let alone to get to the final day on the footy calendar. Um, I was not surprised when names such as Tark and Lockyer, for example, were being thrown around next Collingwood, going, OK, the old boys' club, keeping it in the circle, whatever. But I did raise my eyebrows when the name Rodney Ede got floated. Mm. Yeah, well, although he was previously at Collingwood a few years ago, but his yeah. coaching style, I think, might not quite <laughs> yes, uh, yes. be accustomed yeah. to. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I thought, I thought, and then, of course, uh, he eventually said, well, you know, there was passing interest, but he said no thanks. But it did raise eyebrows when the name got mentioned. It was like, OK, well, it's like, you know, they're going for, you know, a, a big, big name to, to well, although course, considering it. A, a long time ago when, uh, when Wayne Seekerman... Uh, first announced his departure, the name Danny Frawley got thrown around. I was going to mention Danny Frawley. I was a bit confused when that got announced. He has coached junior women's footy, I've got a feeling. Yeah, he might be right. right. Out this side of town, Halebury, I think it was. Um, uh, But the name that um, uh, I'm surprised that still doesn't get mentioned anywhere after she left Carlton is Nicole Graves. It's like, Where's Nicole? Well, I've been, I'm friends with her on Facebook. I'm really going to ask Nicole one day, mate, what are you up to? Who are, where, where are you going? Well, the other name that hasn't been mentioned at all is Penny. Of course. That's true. Why, why would you not get 
a coach. All right, she's a little groom. She hasn't probably got the runs on the board compared to some of the other senior coaches available, but she took uh, the Collingwood VFLW list to a minor premiership last year after the yeah. AFLW side didn't do any good early yeah. last year. She's reinvigorated the Collingwood side after th- uh, dropping the first game against the Southern Saints. Um, now two wins on the trot and against fairly handy opposition too in Hawthorne and Geelong. And, and if they say no to... Because I don't know if Penny's actually thrown her head in the ring. She may not have. I haven't actually asked Penny that direct question. She may say, I'm not ready yet. And, and that could be fair enough. But if she did throw her hat in the ring and they said no, and if they go with the next... AFL men's footballer who hasn't had coaching experience or, or, or head coaching experience into that role, then you're going to ask the question, well, if you think Penny's a little green and you passed on her, why have you gone someone without head coaching experience that's a man? So that, again, I, throws it. I could see the merit in doing it because they've probably got more... Like if you if you go oh, okay like professional the experience and yeah, yeah I, so I see that but it's like well as we were saying Penny's got the runs on the board it's particularly in the women's game and we know that yes all right it's football it's the same game but the strategies if you like if the game styles are slightly altered it's a slower speed yeah. and the credit to turn around aside after they got touched up by the Saints in the first round to come back and then smack Hawthorne the reigning premiers and then have a gritty win over Geelong down at Geelong yesterday. That's a good coaching quality to be able to say, my side could have easily dropped the bundle after a poor start and then had to have the week off. No, we turned it back around again. Especially a young side too and a fairly inexperienced side. Um, She's ticking all the right boxes for me. I'm just uh, surprised that... Her name hasn't been in the conversation. Time to wrap things up here on uh, the Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. It's WRFRadio.com, RSCN Carnival 2 and the official VFL app. Elise Collette, thank you very much for your company today. Thanks for having me. It was a good game. Uh, and Matthew Cox as well, thank you very much for your fine work, as you do each and every week on our call. Thank you very much, Pete. It was a pleasure to be here today. And the, the weather held up very nice at uh, Skybus Stadium, which I wasn't expecting. So we had a good game of footy. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for your company. We'll catch you again Saturday, 1pm for Collingwood and the NT Thunder here on RSN Carnival 2. And don't forget our midweek show Wednesday evening, 6pm on RSN Carnival 1. The VFL Women's Match of the Day is a volunteer production by Women's Australian Rules Football Radio for RSN 927's digital channel Carnival 2. When footy's done and dusted, the Weekend Footy Wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Cuse and Adam White deliver the Weekend Footy Wrap, Monday mornings at 10, and then on podcast. The Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. I know about 95 points, and they should have won by about 130.